0: And good Tuesday to you, and welcome inside the Party Pub Studios here at WKBL as we're grinding it out here. Another Tuesday, another grind time. Uh, you know, guys, a lot has uh, has happened over the last week, and uh, and this is kind of the weekly, uh, I, I guess. Uh, Rinse out session that we just get to kind of beat around what's happened for the week, and also you know kind of pick around uh, what everybody else thinks. You know we we do this thing on Facebook Live, do this thing on uh, location if you will, and excited to be able to do that uh, here at the grind. But uh, you know uh, if you really look at it, uh, this week has been so busy. If you're if you're watching on Facebook Live and you say, you know what, they're really not talking about what I want to talk about.
1: That's Dang why that. we're
0: that's why we're Facebook Live. Send us a comment. Send us a. Send us, uh, you, you know, a, a text. Uh, well, I don't know if I can text, but uh, I'm sure we can form some kind of opinion on it. Yeah. So. Or this guy, Grind Time Hotline. Give us a call, 865-223-8421. That's uh, 865-223-8421, and we'll talk it out. We'll uh, we'll give you our opinion. And, and again, that's kind of where we're at. We're fan-based, uh, kind of fan-driven. And uh, I told somebody this week, guys, uh, again, Carson Crouch, Jeff McIntyre, Chris Hips over there uh, on the controls, uh, and uh, if you're on Facebook Live, he is your responder. So any uh, any negativity, it's all Chris, uh, but he should be pretty happy. Carolina's done really well the last last week or <laughs> so. But uh, but but guys, somebody asked me the other day. They said, "Are you guys like breaking news kind of radio?" And I'm like, "Not really, not not really our thing. Like our deal is is the news comes out." What's the fans' opinion of it? And that's kind of where we give that platform and we kind of grind it from there. But, uh, guys, how you doing? How are you doing this week? Uh, it, it's nice. It's nice
2: outside. It's about to start warming up. Um, I'm happy. What about it, Carson? Same. Same. Love the weather outside, especially. That's a good point. Yeah. Got the hood. hoodie on, though. Like, it's warm. Like, it's it's kind of – it's it's a little chilly in here. Guns I mean, out, guns out. Sun is oh, sun's saying. out, guns out, but that's <laughs> still kinda I still like the sweatshirt feel, but I would rather it feel a little bit better outside. But yeah, I'm a it's getting there. I'm a hoodie
0: shorts and chill kinda kinda person. What about what about it, Chris? He's got his uh full disclosure, you can't see him, but he's in his uh, ice bears chili chili shirt.
3: Yeah, I, I like this kind of weather. I mean, it's all shorts, sleeves, uh, shorts for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and uh just a just a little nugget on on Mr. Hip's uh so the other night we uh, we were calling the Lady Rebels game at Sevier County High School, right? Things kind of got a little sideways on uh, on how we were gonna be able to call the game and what was gonna happen. And so I text Chris and I say, Hey man, what what's up? You gonna be able to make it? And he goes, I'm coming back. And I'm like, Really? Coming coming back? And he said from North Carolina. And I was like, Well man, hey, you know things things you know happen. I understand. Dude drove straight up from North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, dropped kids off at home. Came to Sevier County High School, called a basketball game with me. Yeah, so it is. kudos
3: yeah. to Chris Ipps. And yeah. passed out of sleep when I got home.
0: Well, at least you didn't. At least you drove him. Yeah, at least yeah, you got there. That See, that's possible.
3: Is that root beer float that got me there? Did you get <laughs> one? I got one.
0: Man. I, I, I didn't go to Dairy Queen. Well, I did. So, afterwards, you know, we were at Sevier County. Dairy Queen's right across the street. Well, I wasn't the only one that knew that. Uh, there was like 30 cars in the line. and yeah, Everybody was, decided all at the same time. It was terrible. I'm like, all I need is a mini Blizzard because, you know, it's really all man needs. That's they, they get, all needed one too. Yeah, when they got one, I did. Did they turn it upside down? <laughs> if they don't, it's free. That's a rule. <laughs> yeah, you better hope it falls. That's and be blessed. But uh, and uh, but but <laughs> that's what they say. That's their thing. But uh, but guys, want to thank the sponsors that make this stuff happen. Again, Brad White, Lisa White here at the Party Pub. They they give us the the place to sit, the place to talk, and so I want to give them shout out first tonight. Tuesday nights is not only grind time night, it's ladies' night. Starts at 7 p.m. Got karaoke going on, little little drink specials, a lot of things going on. But uh, uh, Thursday, Saturdays are dart tournaments, Friday, Saturday, karaoke. Um, a lot of things going on. Carson's already ordered food, got a drink here. And so we're excited to be here and excited to do what, what's going on. But if you want to check us out, we're on South Calderwood Street in Alcoa. And uh, you can check them out on MarablePub.com or give them a call, 865-984-4251. Donna Cry Mortgage Investors Group, uh, they, uh, she is a hometown lender. If you are into a uh, need a home mortgage, uh, she can do conventional, FHA, VA, THDA, USDA, or additional loan programs. So check out Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 or check her out online, com. Uh, Tressa Lequire, Realty Executives Group. Again, uh, she, uh, her, her slogan's from the kitchen table to the closing table. But if you were here last Tuesday night, she was over at that table. And <laughs> so she could have been here right for you. Check her out. Her mobile phone is 865-221-5610. Again, 865-221-5610. Or Tressa35 at gmail.com. That's T-R-E-S-S-I-A 35 at gmail.com. Honesty, integrity will work for you. Uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House, a uh, family-friendly axe-throwing venue. But I went in there, guys. Have you guys ever been to Smoky I Mountain Axe not. House? I want to go so bad. I mean, I've been there. So it it sets the tone as soon as you walk in. It says, unleash the flannel on the wall. And I'm like, well, it's about to get down. It's about to get serious. And, and, and Tim Fry and his crew in there, they're serious about axe-throwing. They're part of the, the World Axe-throwing League, and they, they literally have top-ranking axe-throwers in the world Right here in, in Alcoa, awesome. and they're right here in Midland Plaza. They give us uh, a lot of different things. Tim's got a lot of different ventures that he's got going on. Uh, East Tennessee Beef Jerky Company, all those different dynamics. He's he's actually been a part of all of our giveaways to this point. Some goodies right here in the bag that we're going to give away tonight. So Smoky Mountain Axe House, you can check them out online, smokymountainaxe.com or give them a call, 865-268-5872. Uh, it is veteran-owned and operated. Mr. Fry is part of Mission 22. So, uh, again, a great uh, great organization, great business here in our area. And then last but not least, J&J Lawn Services out of Morristown. James Butler and his crew can do landscaping, mulching, leaf removal, uh, irrigation. Pretty much, if you want it done, talk to James. He'll make it happen. Uh, you can give him a call, 423-231-9955, or check him out on uh, on Facebook, James Butler, or uh, at the email, J&J Lawn Services Incorporated, INC, at gmail.com. And then also, about forgot, uh, Crest Bowling Lane's added on this week, uh, just uh, gave us some gift cards for, for, what was it, four games, four shoes? Yep. I mean, that's date night. That's family night. That's awesome. Uh, That's uh, that's a really good get. Uh, Mr. Travis there, uh, the owner there, part owner there, so appreciate him and his uh, engagements into what we're doing here at The Grinding. And, and like I said, check them out. They're your local bowling alley. And uh, they got a lot of good things going on. I'm pretty sure they have midnight bowling, different things, and, and nice weekly special. Too. Absolutely. Oh, really nice
3: yeah. yeah, he said also to point out Thursday night is uh, all-you-can-bowl night. So I think it's $10 for you your family, $10 a person. All but you that, can that bowl is packed. keto. Yeah. So it's a keto night. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can eat all you want for no more <laughs> calories. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's one of those things. Sorry.
3: So, you
0: said keto, and I was like, oh, keto?
2: Yeah, I didn't know. I really didn't know. Uh, I was right I went lady. a different
0: direction. So
2: so you can tell you guys haven't ever been real heavy.
0: I've
3: been heavy. <laughs> I know where, where diets are. You got a question for us? Well, I mean, we've got a couple peaked interests here. Uh, Ian Ogden said, uh, Jeffrey McIntyre, what's up, buddy? What's up, Ian? Look uh, at that. And Laura said, make sure to give your girl a shout out. Uh, Miss Teresa, you know, she'll hook you up with a good house if you're listening. Oh, yeah, Tressa, yeah. And then Mr. Ward's listening in, too, and he's already got a question for you. I hope Ward's
0: feeling better, but uh, shoot away, Mr. Ward.
3: He said –
0: Duke's playing Boston College tonight, by the way. It's
3: starting now, I think.
0: Yeah, it should be on one of these TVs.
3: Uh, he said, what do you guys think about the – or what do you guys think about Folky and the Vols versus the Gators on Sunday? Well, he, he, <laughs> and he's uh, he's all over it. and you it's one of those
0: deals. I told Troy Provo Heron, I was at the baseball game, Tennessee baseball. If you follow us on Twitter, I am the uh, – I don't want to say I'm the best coverage of Tennessee baseball, but I'm, I'm really fun. Like, I'm really fun to put pictures out there. But um, I was at Tennessee baseball. Troy's going to the game on Sunday. I'm talking to him Friday night. And I said, listen, Tennessee's due. Tennessee can get up. They've had a couple bad nights. They're ready to be – to have a good game. And they, they – I don't want to say they had a good – whole game like good 40 right. minutes but they had a good second half that really made the difference and 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 like I told him Sunday afternoon when I kind of validated that comment I said listen when you play Florida I called them the swamp things yeah I said you're not going to have a pretty game so a win's a win uh, I thought Fulky played his heart out uh, I still think he's got some issues that's uh that's kind of lingering and and I think he uh he knew that was his last time suiting up on Thompson Bowling. Uh, a lot of people says, well, he hasn't made the decision on returning or not. To me, when you slap the logo and you cry and you have an emotional moment,
3: that's that's it. Like that's you're it. done.
0: So I think they played really well. I thought they played for the two seniors, and uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm excited for what uh, what this tournament could look like. I, I still I'm a hopeless Tennessee fan. Uh, I think there's always a chance as long as they uh, <laughs> put the goggles on. But as long as they're they're suiting up, and as long as we got a, you know, a couple minutes to go, uh, I like the balls. So uh, no, I, I thought they did what they needed to do, and uh, and it's tough to play in Thompson Bowling. So I think Mike White found that out with his crew, and uh, they were without their best player, and and down the stretch it made the difference. What do you think, Carson?
2: Yeah, I think it was a game that I mean I got to watch the second half of that game. Uh, the first half, I, I mean, I was checking the score regularly. And it kind of got to the point where it was like, you know, that we're competing with the Florida team. We expect to compete with the first time around. It wasn't uh, any – it was all one-sided towards Florida's favor. So, it was it was something you were like, okay, probably going to be a close one, especially being senior night. I know Tennessee won't get blown out. Um, Fulkerson played a better game uh, for sure. Even he was just so lessons. aggressive. Yeah. He was very aggressive. He played like, um, how I like to say it, like he has in the past. The um, incredible He played folk. like the incredible folk that we have not been able to see as much this season so with him doing that was a pretty emotional thing for him but yeah I think you, uh, you said it well I think when him doing that it kind of was the answer to a lot of people's questions um, and I think that he'll be either moving on um, I don't say it's a hundred percent because he hasn't said it but it looked like it was going in that direction
0: absolutely yeah and what do you think Jeff did you did you have a chance to catch it I didn't but I, I'm I like it when you have these teams that especially Tennessee has has all the pieces there to win and to play really well and they're kind of up and down and you know they don't they don't play up to their potential in some games but you start getting these these wins that build this confidence right before you get into the tournament and i think that's big and then you get the emotional behind it and and you can ride a big wave going in to to the, to the uh, the March Madness yeah and, and and i think the ultimate thing for them beating florida was the double bye you know, you, you lose the game, you're the sixth seed in the SEC tournament. You win the game, you're the fourth seed. So, I think what that was able to what that was able to achieve, not having to play till Friday, uh, it just it just gives more time. And, and I think in this in the, in a year such as this, uh, that's what you need. You, yeah. you need opportunities to to practice and and kind of learn from what you what you were able to accomplish there on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Well, you say, Chris.
3: Uh, I think they played great. Um, I think if Trey Mann would have been there for Florida, it would have been a little bit different. That backup point guard they had, uh, he was very Viscovi-like out little there. Turnover his, uh, yeah, his, his turnovers really helped put the momentum on uh, for tennis. I think football. I think that was just great defense. I, I, don't, know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. So Ward, uh, Ward's listening, and he said, follow up, he wants to know if you guys believe that either one of them players, him or Ponce, might come back for another senior year. So I don't think uh and, and food just showed up. Look at look at you guys. What'd, oh, yeah. you, what'd you guys get? We gotta we gotta give some shout outs to the good food. I got the uh Parmesan Wings uh sampler plate with the <laughs> fried pickles. I got Man. the uh
2: grilled cheese uh, uh with, with the with the ham. Yes. Uh and and <laughs> some you. fries, which the fries look insanely good. Yeah, they're they're pretty phenomenal.
0: Like, I, I just have to continue to talk and don't want to salivate, <laughs> so I'll just not get the food until you know, later. Right? But These fries it's gonna just have look so good. Would you just call it a ham and cheese? In in my day at school, we used to call it a hot ham and cheese, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you're just toast away from a hot pocket, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> they
0: pinch so. the edges, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hot pocket. But uh, anyway... I don't know. I, I don't think Folky comes back because of the way he kinda left you know, kinda left the game.
2: Are you salting the salted French fries? Well, why do you think <laughs> they gave me salt there, Wayne? Well, they I mean, might it be
0: unsalted. Could have been for the hot ham and cheese there. Well but uh, I know
3: he saw it. But I was <laughs> but now, open. He, it had pos- that look. it had he, that look. He is <laughs> derailing me. His food right here. I don't know if <laughs> it smells good, yeah. It does smell pretty
0: fantastic. It really yeah. good. But um Eve Pons, I, I think he had an opportunity to leave last year. I think his defensive prowess, honestly, I think his um, he, his draft stock was probably a little higher last season, uh, Exton, Tennessee. Now he's been very quiet, and he kind of went through senior day quietly. But now, I'll say this: Anasicki made the decision that he's coming back, and he did not go through senior day stuff. Um, both of those guys did. So to me, they they either understand that their spot's not available, or they they kind of made their, their mark on college and want to go see what they're gonna do. I think E. Ponds, uh whether he makes it in the NBA or not, he's gonna play basketball for a good little bit of time because he's just that physical. We've talked about it before. I think his uh his ability to take points off the board for other people is is just amazing.
3: Like I think his presence on the floor
0: is a double digit advantage or for he's, Tennessee.
3: He's got a possible uh already connection right across seas, uh back in France. Mm-hmm I mean he's already played for the French uh, national, national team. team yeah. So I've read a report saying he might go back over and play overseas you know there's all them different possibilities and, and he's an athlete. He's an
0: athlete. I think the European game may be more to his liking just because they're a finesse about brand of basketball and uh and, and I think you know what they're able to do over there with his physicality he may be able to be more dominant on that on that in that front. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, and 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 there's there's a place for it, too. You know, there, there's there's a place for that type of basketball. And to be able to go overseas and maybe refine that skill and then eventually possibly come back, that's, like I said, you, the NBA needs it. There are teams that need it. You know, it's worked in the past. So it could definitely work out for them. Now, did you guys see that SWAT uh, during the game? Uh, there, when it, it literally, it was like a floater. And it was like, oh, this is, I mean, it may make it, it may not. And Pons literally was like his, the belt or whatever, the waistband of his shorts was like at the guy's chin. And it was just like, get that out of here. Not in my house.
2: Um, For me, I think going overseas like that, I think, yeah, I think it's a good point. He, he, He could do really well up there. And he can um, make a ton
0: of money over there. The international basketball, there's a ton really
2: of money. really good. And, and he'll always, and he can always go to the NBA. It's not hard to do. It's just some things he needs to work on. And um, he
0: may be like a Jarnell Stokes that stays in the G League, and he's a G League monster. Because mm-hmm. you can make,
2: I mean, you can make close to a million dollars in the G League. Yeah, and he's still doing what he loves playing, playing basketball. basketball.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Versus level lower level competition. I
0: mean, I, I'd do it for half that. I'm good for
2: five, five fouls in the L League. Yeah. I'm gonna
0: go down a few letters, but <laughs> you yeah. In the, uh, <laughs> oh, but, yeah,
2: bottom tier of the letters.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna go, Carson. I'm in the AND league.
2: Huh?
0: Y and Z. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the AND League. I feel yeah, I feel like, you know, if you yeah, if you look the it's like the alphabet and then you go oh. to like the, the pound sign or hashtag for those who are on social media. I'm gonna be in the hashtag and, league. Yeah, I'm gonna be on the whatever you'll have me if you'll give me a jersey league. And pay me. Yeah. I'm just here so I have that fine. I'm just,
4: I'm just here, so I won't get
0: bonds. But, uh, guys, this is, you know, we kind of had that on the second hour, but I guess we'll just stay with it. Uh, what, what do you think about it? SEC tournament's coming up for Tennessee, talking about Tennessee basketball. Uh, I, think, I think Tennessee is, and I know this is going to shock you guys, they're kind of a sleeping giant. I, I think they've got all the potential in the world uh, to get it together. You know, how many times have you seen and I'm not comparing – I'm not trying to make Tennessee a blue blood. I'm not trying to do that. But how many times have you seen Kentucky, like, just terrible? I about said the S word, suck. Uh, but, uh, you know, how, how many times have you seen Kentucky just be terrible through the regular season, then all of a sudden the SEC tournament starts and the switch comes on, and they win the tournament, they go to the NCAA, and they're an Elite Eight Final Four kind of team. Tennessee has – it's like the Lady Rebels. We talked about it Saturday night. Their best brand of basketball is championship-level basketball. That isn't always the case every year. But this year, if the the five on the floor can do what they did Sunday in the second half, that's enough to probably play Sunday for an SEC championship and and set yourself up pretty nice to to be in the NCAA.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen when Tennessee made the SEC championship playing an Auburn team, that was not the number one team coming in. Uh, Tennessee, just got hot Tennessee, and Kentucky was the two teams expected to win that tournament. Auburn had some hot shooters. Obviously, when you have shooters like that and they make almost every single shot they put up, it's hard to win. Mm. Um, and that was a team with the Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Jordan Bone, the team that everybody, thought, everybody thought they could uh, compete for in national title that year. But... It can happen. Anything can happen in the tournament. Every upset always. I think this is going to be cool for not only SEC tournament but the Big 10, Big 12. They have a lot of competition. A lot of evenly matched teams this year. Chris Hibbs made a good point last week when he said after that third or fourth spot, it's it's fair game and we saw yeah. Michigan lose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be on. I'll be honest. You look at the one seeds, I think it's
2: Gonzaga, Michigan.
0: Who's the other two Chris? What? who's the, the top four teams coming out of the draft? Like, those
3: four are really the only teams that I'm like, they'll probably they be got, there. Like Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Ohio State. But Michigan, Michigan got beat by uh, Michigan State, though. Yeah. There. And, and that's, that's what the, I'm saying. That's, that's probably you adversity. Too, yeah, though. Illinois is the fourth one. Too. Yeah, Illinois is up
0: there. Uh, I think I think those guys are going to be good. I think the late losses, to me, are they're the best thing in the world for a basketball team, just because it's adversity that you don't have to pay for. You know, you get a loss, but you still got your conference tournament. You still got the NCAA. But I, I don't know. I, I think Tennessee, like I said, the, the the motor is built to win. But whether they'll be able to to kind of get through the pack, whether they'll be able to to kind of do what they need to do to get it done, you have to be seen. I, I don't know that you've seen Tennessee put two halves together in the last couple months but it's there to be had is what I'm trying to get at. I think you'll just have to see what they're going to look like and how they're going to push through this SE tournament. If they get blowed out in the first round, that they play Friday night. then then I think all bets are off. This could be a team that's a one and done in the NCAA, but if they come in smoking and, and get to Sunday, even if they don't win the tournament, because Rick Barnes just traditionally doesn't have a long track record of winning championship or tournament championships, but, if they play a little deep, get a couple wins under their belt in the tournament, and get some uh, momentum going. Momentum is kind of a fickle thing; uh, it can work for you or work against you. So, uh, I'm, I think it's a uh, Friday night is the turning point for me for this season, as whether it's going to be we're ticking up or we're uh, we're just playing to, to to see how long we can stay alive. I agree. I think it's a mindset thing too. I think that's why you see Kentucky kind of turn it on when you get into. You know, the SEC tournament, and then you know in March, it's just a mindset thing. Like, yeah, let's coast, let's coast, let's coast. All right, now it's time to play. Well, I mean, it's like the Lakers. I mean, let's yep. just look at the NBA. You know, 20, 20 years ago, you didn't have rest days. But right now, that's what the NBA does. They they work on their body. They may lose a game here or there because they don't have their best players in. But when time time comes for postseason, they make it happen. But yep. But Carson, talking about, this is just a little little side note, and this is just something that I'm really interested in. So, comparing Rick Barnes and and I don't know, I, I'm a I'm on with Rick Barnes, but UCLA obviously that whole that whole relationship situation drove a wedge, right? And so now we're on the footnote of of, of a season that I think at this point, unless they go on a big run, is a what should have been, what could have been year. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Is Rick Barnes one? Is he a good coach or a great coach? And and I'll let because you you've got some Big Twelve ties, just kind of the 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 background of when he was at Texas and different things. What do you what do you say, Carson? Good coach or a great coach?
3: He's a good coach. I
0: agree. I think he's a good coach. Going with good. I uh, based
2: on what I, I mean, we're talking green here. We're talking Roy Williams. We're talking. He's got seven hundred twenty five wins. And I'm not. And a good coach is a good coach. I mean, I would love to have a good coach. I mean, I love to have Rick Barnes. There's nothing against him. I don't think I'd take anybody else right now but Rick Barnes. But a great you wouldn't take coach. those back.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's all. I was. I was like, okay. <laughs> you,
2: hey, I mean, there's, honestly, there's if people that coach, would. If it's if there's a coaching search, then yeah. But right now, I feel like he's stable, and I feel like our team's stable with him there. But I look at a great coach, wise, and we've had some teams, especially this one, like you said, what could have been. A team that could make it to the final four, a team that can make the championship, and he'd done all he can. But and you know, you it always goes to the it always goes to the head coach. Um, it always falls on the head coach. It seems like, and that's in all sports. It every, it always goes mm-hmm. on the guy in charge
1: Dan, that makes
2: the most money. Dan, <laughs> yeah, both ways. <laughs> and I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I would say good right now if he if he wins a championship for us, or if he stays consistent with us making it past the round two. Round of 32 in March Madness. So, if he makes the Sweet 16, is he a great coach? Depends how much he's doing it. Yeah. If, one year, who, who if been, one year right? he's making it to the Sweet 16 and the next year he's not making it to the tournament, no.
0: No, I mean, if you want to get to like, if that is the gauge of greatness, Rick Morris, to me, is great. Yeah. If he's Like, if, if he's, making the tournament is your your gauge of great,
1: it all I depends on how you look at it. But yeah.
0: now, to me, he's coached for 20-plus, 20 25 years, maybe, and he's made one Final Four. Right. How many, how many, Chris will know this, how many Final Fours has Roy Williams had? Oh, Lord. Seven. In the, in his career?
3: Yeah, he has what, four national championships. Seven. Seven Final Fours. Yeah. Four which is still, a- I
2: mean, a good amount. But oh, here's the thing in- with this team, this Tennessee team, which we, you guys were talking about with the tournament. This is what's going to get Tennessee is the inconsistency. Um, we can easily lose to Vanderbilt on one night, and then we can end up beating Alabama or compete with Alabama the next. It's it's crazy to think that way, but that's just the, the thing. When you play back-to-back games and tournaments and stuff, the first round, you might blow out a team. Next week, you might get blown get out blown. By, by a team that's not even up to your caliber. Skill. Well, I mean,
0: here's the thing. That, that happened how many times this season for Tennessee? Oh. We we got All blown, blown out by, by Florida, then we come back and beat Florida. We yeah. blew Missouri out, then they come to our place built blow us out. Low Kentucky out. And, Well,
2: no. I mean... Kentucky, Kentucky, we had done that most of the game, and then Kentucky started making a quick quick care the end, of it in but then we get dominated by Kentucky, 20-point win for them. So it's, yeah, inconsistency. Chris is,
3: Chris is bought that. Bit. What's up, man? Well, I mean, I look at it this way. A lot of people try to, I mean, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people think John Calipari is a great coach. I don't. Realistically, <laughs> he only has, what, nine more wins than Rick Barnes does, and realistically, he only has one national championship yeah. in his name. I mean, I mean he's got more final fours, but say you're Calipari right. Calipari is a great coach. I'd say Rick Barnes would be considered a great coach. I say is a good coach. He's just a great recruiter. To I mean, me, to me in the world of basketball,
0: and, and Jeff chime in here. To me, there's only right now one, two, three, four. I'm gonna go with there's only four right off the top of my head, elite great coaches in college basketball right now. Still active? Still active. That's that's
3: the the key point. I think three of the four you're probably thinking of is a little bit past your prime too. A lot of them, to me, oh, are yeah. seeming like they're going downhill. So my four, and this is just
0: off the top. There's probably more that I could dig around on, but I'm going to go with the Jay Wright at Villanova. I yeah. think what he does there is amazing. Uh, Tom Izzo at Michigan State, just because he's not even the the king, you know, the king in his own state, and he can he can do what he does. Mike Shishewsky and Roy Williams. And a cool
2: thing about um, um, Villanova coach, Wood, I'm sorry, Jay Wright. Jay Wright went right over my head. He's up for the Hall of Fame this year, so. And he should be. I mean, you talk about
0: what he's been able recruiting wise versus what he gets out of them. I mean, he's probably honestly, he's probably number one in that that hierarchy for me, just because he's not a blue blood, if you will. Right. But he can do what he can do, and and honestly, I'll tell you another name that I think is an elite coach. If he was still in the college game, just to kind of poke to the NBA,
3: and that's Brad Stevens. I think what he was able to do at Butler made him elite. I think Mark Few's up there. Mark Few, that's a uh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I mean, he's had Gonzaga within the top. He just kind of looks like Kevin Bacon. I just feel like that. I'm down a little. He, but I'm saying
2: he's got. Who's the Syracuse coach? Didn't he? Jim Did he used to be good?
0: So, he is good. It's just he's really, really kind of dirty. So, it's, it's like you never want to question right.
3: that. Well, I mean, he lives and dies by that zone defense. He runs that every year, that 2-3 zone, and he will not ever transition out of a 2-3 zone. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Mark Feud, I mean, 625 mm-hmm. wins. Quickly. In 20 years at Gonzaga yeah. and – I mean, they've been the six Final Fours, I believe, in the last and, ten years. And, and,
0: and some would argue, you know, I, I think some in my book, and, and again, chime in, uh, 865-223-8421 if you want to call in. Also, we're on Facebook Live. You can message us. Uh, but to me, those Villanovas, those Gonzagas, those mean more to me. Because if you're at North Carolina, and I know, like, Duke was not always Duke. Mike Krzyzewski made Duke. But – you're gonna get the talent. It's it's kind of like Alabama at this point. Is Nick Saban? Yes, he's a he's a historical coach. But in 2021, he didn't have to be great because the the foundation was he laid. All the, the wheels pieces. in motion. Yes. The cogs replaced themselves. I mean, he got COVID like three times, and they still yeah. won, won it all. I, I, I mean, kind of. Anyways, yeah, he got a Jimmy Johnson COVID about, about three times. What would you say about Bill Self? Kansas, mm-hmm. he's, he's in the Jim Beheim realm with me just because I, he's, he's, I think he's dirty again. Well, I think he is dirty always, but I think it's coming to light how dirty he is. Yeah. By the way, Kansas is in trouble. When you talk about just corruption at its elite level, Kansas is like all over it. But so we kind of got to – we're up against the timeline. We're about 530, about a quarter of the show gone. And we have wow. talked about Tennessee basketball and the elite uh, coaches that are. so. At the end of the day, the Rick Barnes dis- discussion comes down to this. And I know where everybody sits, and I, I maybe I'm in that same camp, but it's just a conversation piece. Given the the talent that was on this team, two arguable lottery picks, Eve Ponds, the defensive player of the year last year, John Fulkerson, the never should have been that good, but was phenomenal a year ago. And then all the Viscovies and, and Josiah Jordan-James and, and the talent. To do what what we haven't done this season is Rick Barnes the right coach?
2: Yeah, I mean I think he's a. I mean, what else do we think we're gonna get? I mean, I nothing think for where you at, I think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean Ed, yeah, I, agree. I don't. I don't really see the hey, point. That's hey, an argument where
3: ability and you know. Oh, absolutely. After the whole Exactly. You
0: know. Well, and sometimes you gotta you, you gotta know where you're at. I mean, yeah. Tennessee fans can look back at the Philip Homer transition and question that dynamic as well. And, and that's kind of where I've that's that's where I'm parlaying
2: this. I think there's, there's a lot ongoing of going transitions. Well,
4: I, it's never stopped.
2: It's never. I mean, well, I don't. Right. I'm obviously I'm a I'm a huge Tennessee fan in every sport, but. It's not like we've won national championships, and now it's getting close to Rick Barnes' time. I mean,
0: well, I think, well, I, mean, I do, I do question, you know, the the fire still. You know, Rick Barnes is he's not a he's a conservative. It's
3: hard but, to, yeah. But the all, people the we've
0: gotten the, that happened last year, right? I think the dynamic is for Rick Barnes. One, what, am I right in saying, and, and Chris, back me up. Everybody continues to get they they get compared to Bruce Pearl. Like I mean, that's the elephant in the room. That's the Auburn Tiger in the room at well, this you point. Know, it's, that's true. I mean, yeah. I just feel like if you stand alone, Rick Barnes and yeah. I, I walked everybody to the plank just to bring back and be on Rick Barnes's side. But if you look at Rick Barnes stand alone, what he's done at Tennessee, he's phenomenal. Like he is. He has brought us to a place that even stability wise, Bruce didn't do.
3: I mean, think about the first game Bruce came back as Auburn's coach at or at the uh, Thompson Bowling we Arena. We beat him. I was behind the goal. Yeah, but he had a lot of people standing ovation and clapping for him when he came in. That just well, tells you how much people didn't care, you know, that he was maybe just going to have little uh, picnics or what was it, barbecue. barbecues. Um, I'm you know, pretty... people could throw that under the rug, but they love Bruce. Bruce was in well, you know, he Tennessee he through was. and through. He, he was
0: not only a good coach, right. but he was charismatic. Yeah.
3: Well, and he brought Tennessee back.
0: I mean, you talk about the Jerry Green days. You talk about all the stuff that was not Tennessee basketball. We had great players, but we never had really good basketball. And Bruce made us relative. He took us to Memphis. We beat John Calipari's number one Memphis team. Uh, he, he made us to where you didn't want to play Tennessee. And and for a long time, that wasn't the basketball phenomenon. And so what I, what I look at, and I watched a, a show earlier or in the weekend, that really put those two side-by-side. Side. And is he flashy? Bruce Pearl has more conference tournament victories, like championships, like conference tournament, between the Horizon League, SEC, all those, di- all the places he's been. I think he's got four. Rick's got one.
2: I mean, he beat us.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they made sure that that was brought up. Too. To me, that, that moment where he took off that bright orange blazer, threw it, and ran over and got in the uh, student section, I mean, that's a photo you'll still see to this day. So it's like, you know, he had that, the fan base, you know. He was charismatic.
2: Yeah,
3: Yeah, I mean, the fan base loved him, and it still shows every time he comes to Thompson Boyle Arena. We
2: still give him a standing ovation. Look, I I think, obviously, that's what you want in a coach. I mean, you look at him when he connects to fans like that, no matter what the sport is, you want somebody like that. But I would love, I mean, I love to have him, but I think right now. I think we are stable. We might not be the top team in the SEC or the in We might we might not be the best team around, but it's Far a agree, team that's I being agree. a lot more consistent than it has been in the past with Donnie Tindall, with Conzo Martin with you didn't guys like, like that. You didn't
0: like Donnie
2: Donnie Money. Oh. <laughs> hear me? When I saw that he was coming, I said, Who is this? Who's yeah, Laura
3: said a hundred percent. People love Bruce. She said, "I can tell you so many stories." Hey, of, her mom was Bruce
2: still,
0: when I was a student at school. Her mama still loves Bruce Pearl. Like it, it's a thing. But you know, I, I will say, I, for a long time, when 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 uh, Rick first came, if they if they laid it down there and said, "We'll send Bruce Pack or we'll send Rick packing right now to get Pearl back," and this was before he really had brought Auburn to where they you know they got to a Final Four. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'd have said. You know, sanctions be danged. Just get him out of here. I need Bruce back. I need sweaty jacket. I need rip the jacket off. I need painted up Bruce. I need. I, I need it. But as he as he developed Grant Williams into an NBA star, as he put Admiral Schofield in a position to be a great player, as he the way he's handled John Fulkerson really just for lack of a better word, not performing this season and not rolling him under the bus, saying, "Listen, this cat's rolled out everything that he's got for Tennessee." And I'm not going to give up on him. To me, he, he won me back another tenth by that comment, just because John Fulkerson is not—he's not an elite athlete. Like, he's a right. kid from
2: Kingsport that's living a dream for the last four years. I, I and a lot of people don't understand Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, Jordan Bone are three star guys. Oh yeah. That Rick Barnes did a heck of a job. He gets five star effort them. out of a three star. Yeah. And he and did a great that. job. I mean, and that's where you make a good point too. Is Fulkerson is uh, you know turned out to be a, a player that nobody expected him to be. I mean, on on teams in the SEC, on all AC, uh, NCAA teams, it shows that Barnes can do a lot with some under you know underdeveloped, under not the highest rated prospect players. But then they were the question was, what can he do with the best? What can well, he do and, with five stars? And and even Bruce struggled with that when he got Tobias
0: Harris, when he got some of those key players right. that were great. He struggled with talent too. He well, he was better with the, uh, you know, running in and, and basically, he looked at guys like Dane Bradshaw and, yeah. and Chris Lofton and said, "Chris, Kentucky didn't want you, but the Let's thing is,
2: the thing is, Barnes has not done a bad job at all developing. Keon Johnson is the sixth, seventh rated prospect in this NBA draft.
3: Yeah, but he was out of high school. He was, but well, I mean, I'm just putting up he's put right. up really
2: good numbers under that offense, that defense. He's been playing scrappy this year. Right. It's hard to have an F freshman and I'm not I'm not saying he's done an outstanding, but he's not done a horrible job. Yeah. But the team itself, the chemistry with this team and the consistency with this team is what got him this year. That's the reason. Would do you think Tennessee's
0: inconsistency has anything to do with coaching, Chris?
3: consistent Yeah, I mean, if there's one knack, I would say for uh, Coach Barnes is you don't see the enthusiasm. You don't see that getting the technical uh, foul. He, yeah. I'm used to seeing that. You know, even Coach K gets technicals every now and then for throwing something. Or I feel like his is language something. though, because when
0: we saw him over at Cameron, I'm like,
3: hey, God, he likes. I mean, dirty dirts. He just looks like a blue devil, in a, you know. But anyway, <laughs> so, but you know, you just don't see that fire. You don't see that tenacity in that anger that you would see from a coach it seems like he's more of a like a father figure like good try you know you almost made the play i don't know unless you're the point guard
0: then he'll chew you up <laughs> oh I've yeah seen, i've seen that's, him that's few, he's quiet but anyway we gotta get to a break guys kind of jump to our next topic but end of the day tennessee basketball still tennessee basketball we're, we're gonna see what what this looks like uh, i think they have a Like I said, their ceiling is very high, but unfortunately this season has given us a pretty low floor. So we'll see what this next few days looks like. I'm going to go with Tennessee as not the SEC tournament champs, but I do think they make it out of Friday night. I really do. So, uh, again, guys, let's take us a break. Listen to these great sponsors. This last segment was brought to you by uh, Donna Cryt, Mortgage Investors Group here in Maryville. Again, check her out online, com, or if you're watching on Facebook Live, her phone number right there, uh, on the, the the little outline there, uh, check her out. She can do any kind of loan, conventional or non, and uh, and she'll work it out and, and do right by you. She's she's worked out two loans for me. If I have another one, I'd go with Donna again. So check her out. You'll be glad you did. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the grind right here from the Party Pub in Midland Plaza. We'll be right back. <laughs> Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun and slot on over to the party pub at their brand new location in new Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The party pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends. Watch that big time fight and catch that big orange game on one of the pubs. twelve big time TV. The party pubs kitchen also has a jam packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings. And believe me, it's all great-tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen open each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and
4: can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza,
0: the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blount County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always
3: a good time. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract
2: prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee
4: Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
0: The grind on sports is all about opinions, and we want yours too. If you want to grind it out with us here tonight, give us a call on the Grind Time Hotline, 865-223-8421. Share in the grind and dial 865-223-8421 from Blount County to all of Knoxville. This is WKVL 850 AM and 100.9 FM Maryville. Rocky Top Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no. I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us. On social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those, too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasting Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
1: The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Marable is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group where home ownership dreams become a reality.
0: Do you want to hear your business mentioned on this show? We can make that happen. Hit us up on our email. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. That's wayne at
4: thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind. On 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
3: And welcome back inside the
0: Party Pub Studios right here at WKVL. We are here in Alcoa, live on site here in Calderwood, here in New Midland Plaza at Alcoa at the uh, party pub here in Alcoa. But uh, coming back from the break, again, uh, delay or extended break, just because uh, just got a lot of great people we're trying to, to to get the shout-outs for. And, again, appreciate all of those. I uh, want to add in Smoky Mountain Axe House and Crest Bowling Lanes as they have both jumped on and uh, and been a part of what we're doing here uh, from the party pub. But as we, uh, as we come back from the break, uh, actually got somebody on the grind time hotline. Uh, Mr. Travis is on the line. Hey, Travis, man, what's going on?
4: maybe
0: hold on Travis keep keep the faith we're getting
2: you set up here Go ahead and talk for me there, buddy. All right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're trying to get this phone thing figured out. It worked fine last time, but... Ain't that some. Like, I feel like that's, like, the story of my life. I mean, well, uh, technical difficulties. You never know when technology is just going to slap you in the face. What about it, Travis? You on? You got us now?
4: Yeah, I got you now.
2: Look at that. There he is.
0: Hey, man, sorry for the, the yeah. technical difficulties. But, hey, man, what you got to talk about?
4: Well, I kind of wanted to touch on the Rick Barnes thing. I know y'all were talking about how Tennessee had a little bit of a down year. Uh, Me being an LSU fan, I mean, I can kind of compare to y'all with that. I think – I don't know that it had much to do with COVID or much to do with coaching. I think a lot of it may have been with the lack of practice before the season because if you look at it, not many of these teams with these high-rated freshmen, not many of them have done great this year. Your Kentucky's point. ain't doing good. LSU hadn't had the season I hope they had. Tennessee hadn't had the season that Tennessee fans hope they had. And I mean those were the three teams in the SEC coming into the year that everybody thought, Oh, well, these freshmen are gonna come in and just dominate.
0: You know, guys, well, I think I think Travis brings up a really good point in, in the fact that uh these these guys are uh I mean, they're just fresh out of high school, and we, you know, Carson and I are able to call some high school games. It's it's a big jump going from 32 minutes to 40 minutes, right. especially two halves instead of four quarters. So I think Travis brings up a good point. But uh, you, you know, I guess the the thing that uh, the regression of uh, of of Fulkerson and really the uh, the the I don't know absence of of Eve Pons at times because he's Again, trying to be that defender, and he's almost absent on the on the offensive end. But uh, I, I don't know. I I'll be honest. If if you're an LSU fan, Will Wade, he's probably one of the uh, he, he's probably doing one of the better jobs of coaching. But I, I tell you, he's uh he's kind of a uh, he's hard to watch sometimes on the side court.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, he absolutely <laughs> is. And I agree at times with the coaching, but I'll tell you right now, when you lose a game when you're up by eleven points. Less than a minute left. I have a hard time saying that he's a good, great recruiter. I don't know that I'd say he's a great coach though.
0: Yeah, he's he's like he's got that Jeremy Pruitt thing going on. Uh, the he's got the bags. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just man. kidding, man.
2: <laughs> hey, what, what well, do you think it, about the tournament really, though? The uh, SEC tournament
0: well, is is Alabama I for actually, real? Uh, I
4: they beat us pretty bad twice, so. Right.
2: They beat a lot of people. That and honestly, I mean, it was unexpected. Here. Tennessee being one of the first ones to lose to them, and at the time, it was
4: a bad loss
2: based on what Tennessee was supposed to be. Oh yeah. And now, looking at it, they've done that to a lot of SEC
0: teams. So, I, I think in the in well, the SEC tournament, you always got to keep your eye on Kentucky.
4: But I, I'll be honest, Nate Oates, what he's built there
0: and how he runs that program, I think they're tough. Yeah.
4: One thing you got to look at with that team too, they didn't have many freshmen come in. Pretty much everybody they've got is returnees, so they're used to playing together. That's kind of where I went back with that freshman mixing in. It it just ain't the same as it would be any other year. Usually you'd have three months, and then you'd go overseas and play a few games overseas as exhibition games. Then come into the season. This year you don't have any of that, and you just don't have the chemistry that you'd have in a normal year.
0: Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know what Tennessee lost by not being able to
4: play Gonzaga
0: early. I, I think that really helped. That hurt Tennessee because even if you get blown out, or even if you lose to Gonzaga, what that that measuring stick, that uh, that watermark, what that would have done for Tennessee to go, you know what? It, it doesn't mean a whole lot to beat a Vandy. It doesn't mean a whole lot to do this or do that. But you played Gonzaga, which ultimately is a is a top top seed there. Uh, you played them tooth and nail, or, or whatever happened. I think it would have been a very good teaching tool, especially for the young players, uh, to get that build up.
4: Okay. But that's pretty much all I had on that. I know Chris wanted me to call in on the less mile stuff. <laughs> what, what do you allow
0: I on the less really mile? <laughs> well, he's,
4: he's I, I don't agree with any of it.
0: I think it's tough. But. It's tough sledding. I mean, uh, I'm not a, and I don't pretend to know the, the ins and outs of the whole story but I'll say this. I mean, um, seems like, seems like there was some, uh, there, there was definitely uh, some, some documented reprimands previously. uh, And, and I just feel like Kansas and Jeff Long even said it, um, that they vetted and that they did their, their due diligence when they hired uh, Les miles. So to me, uh, Kansas needed to eat some crow right there and, uh, and deal with what they had hired. But, uh, they chose not to do that unless Miles is out at Kansas. Uh, I think that's, that's yeah.
4: tough. Yeah, and you'll hear more, I think, in the next coming weeks about some stuff that's gone on at LSU that's been thrown under the rug with that. Uh, there's some Title Nine investments going on there, going back with various guys now, which obviously he got kicked out of the NFL oh, wow. uh, not too long back. So apparently <laughs> – I've read anywhere between 10 and 15 people have come forward with different players during in West Nala's tenure at LSU. Oh, no. So, that's that's not we'll good. And,
0: and and the thing is, is once that stuff starts leaking, uh, I mean, it, it's just a matter of time because everybody feels like, well, he's getting his, he's getting his time. Why can't I have mine? And then next thing you know, we've got another, you know, we've got another Tennessee, we've got another SMU. I mean, things are just unraveling at the seams. And, and I think OBJ – uh, I mean, I don't know your opinion on him, but I think he set the stage for the the shovel to get brought
4: out to start digging in that hole. Hey, I'm not a big fan of him after he left. He got a little bit big headed, in my opinion. But uh, it's what it is with it. Uh, we'll see what all comes out with some of the stuff that's going on down there.
0: So you you, uh, you a coach O fan?
4: Ah, uh, somewhat. <laughs> there are times. Times note. I think that he's made some bad hires. I think he's made some decent hires.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, he caught lightning in a bottle with Joe Brady and uh,
4: Dave Aranda. I think those
0: two coordinators. I mean, they're just next level. Now, Dave Aranda may not prove to be a really good head coach at Baylor. I think he's had his struggles, but uh, I think uh, Joe Brady. He's uh, if he would have wanted to stay in college, he'd have been a head coach probably this this cycle. Uh, I think he was that
4: good. Well, and you'll see a little bit out of the offense this year that Joe Brady brought. The guy that LSU hired is Joe Brady's old quarterback coach and basically assistant at Carolina and at the Saints. So I think you'll see LSU pick it up a little bit this year. Well, good deal,
0: good deal. But, man, uh, I appreciate the call. Always fun uh, kind of grinding it out
4: on the phone line.
0: Once I got it set
4: up. yeah. I'll tune in. Uh I'm actually on my way into work, so Well but man, have I'll a good be in one. For a little
0: bit. I appreciate yep. it. Thanks so much and uh, yep. and have a good night at work.
4: See you, Travis. Yep, y'all yeah, too. See you. See ya. Man, Hit the phone line.
0: 865 223 8421. Uh you can uh that's the wrong button. Uh <laughs> that's the right button. Hey, there's too many buttons, Jeff. And I'm I'm just too excited. I wonder
2: what he'd do in a plane cockpit.
0: Well, that's why they don't let me in there, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, what
0: about it, Chris? Travis coming in clutch, talking a little LSU, talking SEC basketball. Really walked me off the
3: cliff a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I know he uh, probably is going to throw some input about that Les Miles uh, situation. He's a big LSU guy, I know, uh, through and through. Uh, you know, he got a good laugh a couple years ago on me with their uh, national championship. But, yeah, he loves his uh, Go Tigers down there. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> anyway, we
2: got to do a challenge. Who does it the best?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that may be the poll of the night. We'll just yeah, it who does the, who does? go Tigers? <laughs> no Tigers. Go no
4: Tigers. Um, I, feel no like man, man.
0: I feel like mine. I feel like mine. I'm a <Bergeret> Farmer fan. <laughs> but, uh. Go Tigers. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh like, I, you know, there's.
2: Uh, and that's kind of the
0: premise of this show. Like I feel like that's if, what makes if, it
2: if fun. That's it what makes this
0: is fun. not so much uh, like a like a train, like a railroad. This is uh, more
2: like a Jeep. Like this is like, oh, there's a road.
4: Or a hey, there's hey, there's not a road. Yeah,
2: it's like when you learn to ride a bicycle, where are you at all over the place? Oh, I was just great right out of the gate. <laughs> Except for that score <laughs> up there. <laughs> oh, where are you? Trained,
0: uh, no training
2: wheels. Hopped on a two two wheel well, bike and just went on the two time. wheels.
0: I'm just kidding. Yeah, two else. unicycle, buddy. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the headlines. I want to bring those back up just because I think there's some there's some really good stuff to talk about locally uh, that I really want to talk about. So, of the TWSAA tournaments locally, Alcoa had an opportunity to to punch their ticket to state. mariville had an opportunity to punch their ticket to state. Uh, Alcoa went on took on a Granger team, a Granger Lady Grizzly team that really was a they were a force to be reckoned with, and that game went back and forth, back and forth all night. Uh, we were keeping up with it on Coach T, as we were calling the Sevier County Maryville game. But uh, at the end of the night, Granger County kind of rises up, gets the job done, and, and puts Alcoa out of the state tournament. But Lady Tornadoes had a great season, a sectional berth, and, and ultimately uh, was able to, uh, to, to kind of put that out there and have that opportunity late in the season. So congratulations to them on a great season. But the Lady Rebels, Maryville Lady Rebels, they, uh, you know, they they played in the district championship game against Bearden, didn't fare so well. Uh, played in the region championship against Bearden, by the way, at Bearden both times, uh, didn't fare so well. COVID uh, gifted us a home court advantage for Bearden uh, both of those times, uh, and and so in the sectional round, Maryville had to travel. And uh, I'll tell you this, Chris and I, we were at the the, the dish or the regional game, and it was. We, the, the game had come final. We were going to travel to one of these places. It was Sevier County or Science Hill. I ain't, I've i never pulled for the Smoky Bears like I was pulled for them right then. <laughs> I was like, that's just an extra like hour and a half on the trip. And so anyway, I say all that to say this. Sevier County gets the win. They win the region. They, they hold Science Hill to like 36 points. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, this could really uh, – you know, this could really be interesting because the defense kind of slowing down. What mariville does is really kind of pick up the tempo and, and, and kind of attack. And so I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to shake out. So anyway, I uh, talked about it early in the show. Chris, uh, Chris and I call the game. We're there at Sevier County high school, which is kind of an interesting venue because it's all probably the most purple I've seen since a Prince video, <laughs> but uh, they're in there and they're, you know, they're, they're warming up and they've got a lot of home, home cooking. There's a lot of crowd there and, Chris and I made the comment on the broadcast. You know, social
3: distancing was maybe optional. Well, you know, Sevier County uh, was March, March first. I think they lifted their ban of uh Really? Yeah. So you they know, were there. I'll was, just say that. I'll say that they were all family and friends. You know. they, they were allowed to pack in. It was <laughs> probably about a at least maybe two three hundred people. In it little, was a good little crowd, but
0: but the, la- the lady the lady rebels showed up. Uh, they brought their own uh, the the faithful with them. They were behind us, and uh, and it was just a good night for for Blunt County. It was a good night for Maryville as the Lady Rebels basically dismantle uh, Sevier County. It was ended up being fifty six twenty seven was the final, and, and, it, and honestly, it was four minutes into the game before Sevier County had, had tasted a score. So, uh, it, it was really a good good uh, good output for Maryville, and it punched the ticket to Murfreesboro. You know, talking about back to back state tournament appearances. This is the fifth tournament appearance for the Lady Rebels. That's a, that's a feat to be had in itself. Uh, Coach Scott West and crew have, have done a, a, a really good job of kind of navigating a really tough district, a really tough region, and, uh, and have an opportunity to go there this the end of this week. They'll actually start Thursday night uh, in, in an opportunity to, to win a state championship. Their first opponent will be Page High School. You ever heard of Page High School? I hadn't until uh, Saturday night, actually. Franklin. It's in Franklin, Tennessee. They're the Lady Patriots. And this will be their first trip to Murfreesboro. So uh, a dynamic all its own, uh, a new uh, invitee to Murfreesboro, and a back-to-back uh, visitor. Uh, of course, we're going to be on the call on WGAP and excited about that opportunity, want the Lady Rebels uh, to do what they can to bring uh, that gold ball back uh, to Maryville. But uh, that's uh, that's exciting news for this area. And, again, basketball is continuing to go into March. That always means a big deal at, at the high school level, yeah, especially, especially this late season. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Les Miles, we talked about that, got fired uh, at Kansas. Uh, on the score sheet, it's, it's kind of what I call it, the game plan, uh, it was Les Miles maybe fired. And then as the, the <laughs> show got closer, uh, it went from maybe to yes. And so uh, that is that has happened. Uh, what about uh, in baseball? This, again, in our headline topics, baseball has uh, navigated away from the universal DH and the extended postseason that last year's COVID kind of presented to us, everybody kinda of thought that was gonna be I thought uh, it was gonna stick. I thought it was gonna stick, especially the the designated hitter thing uh, because uh, I liked it. You know, I'm, a, I'm an AL guy so I, I really liked it. But the expanded postseason, I thought there was some parody that just wasn't there normally.
3: So I hate to see that they've they've cut those two options out. What do you think, Chris? I mean I, I was all for the dhl being a Braves fan. I Gave us another big bat in the lineup. You know, Instead you of know. having to throw that pitcher. <laughs> I mean, you know, unfortunately from Atlanta, they were loaded in the outfield. So you, but you can only put three out there. So they gave us a fourth right. bat, you know. you know, or uh, I think Austin Riley was good. Yeah, he was good. DH. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was tough for me to see that get taken away and in the postseason. I thought it was some incredible. Was you know, shorter series, uh, what, three games series to start off. You know, win, go home.
0: I I liked it because it brought it brought and it's what, what any time they do anything that's relative to a college atmosphere, I like it. You know, when you have those sudden death series and you do those things, things happen. I mean great athletes show up or, or you know, teams fold under the pressure. A lot of those things happen. But I I like the D H because and, and I've uh, Freddie Baseball, he called in two years ago uh during the World Series and we we really kinda went back and forth about the D H. He likes the uh the cat and mouse side of Happen to roll the pitcher out there. Do you pull the pitcher before or after he bats? And, and all that dynamic. And so maybe the purest of the game, they're trying to, to kind of harness that side of it and keep that uh, that element of baseball still in there. Uh, well, but some to of me... The problem with that was they restricted some of that, though. By changing where if the pitcher started an inning... Yeah, you got to do at least three batters. Yeah, and and so to me, if you're going to change that why why keep putting him out there well and i liked i like the the universal dh for the extension of uh, of people's careers yeah i mean if you're an nl pitcher if you're an nl pitcher your season come, or your career could end when you're done pitching yeah or if you're like a i mean david ortiz had had a lot of good years doing a lot of different things but david ortiz wouldn't have played those last couple of years if there if there wasn't a dh in the american league Oh yeah, that I mean okay, you guys, Tony. I Tony agree, Gwynn, yeah. same way. Yeah, I mean he didn't go out in the field, but he could swing that bat. You know who else was like hoping they held on to that uh, that DH? Who's the Who's the big pitcher? That's uh, I mean he's huge.
3: Bartolo Colon. Bo
0: Bartolo Colon. He's like keep the DH. I can play for twenty more years. <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I I uh, I'm excited about baseball ramping up. You know. I'll be honest with you. I let. I, I'm not real. I'm like all bought into to one sport, so I'm right on basketball right now. I'm kind of letting Tennessee baseball chip in a little bit, and then once March Madness kind of comes to a close, I'll go wholesale on baseball. But right now, I'm just trying to get snippets, trying to get some uh, pieces. Been yeah. digging around. Uh, uh, you guys remember O uh, and Chad Nivens? I talked to him a couple days ago, and we're gonna get him in here talking a little baseball, man. You talking about a guy that eats, sleeps, and breathes it. Mm-hmm. He has—I mean—he has Braves uh, I mean, podcasts. He has Braves, he has Braves oh, cool updates sent to his phone. The guy knows—he uh, he knows who like the the backup third baseman is at AAA. Like he's he's that kind of guy. He's got it going on. <laughs> but uh, and and Chris, uh, I mean, he's he's the resident Braves guy. But uh, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll dig into that as we go. But uh, who who is the backup third baseman at AAA, Chris?
3: Uh, I'm just kidding. You can I say. say. Yeah, well, cool. Um, sure. Well, actually, he's a lot of people think he might be moving up to the uh, MLB team soon. There, you there go. Go. Big,
0: Conf- big opportunity. Here's the deal. Confidence wins everything. He could be totally lying to me right now, but Chris <laughs> is eyeballing me. Like,
2: he's looking me square in the trainer Well, trainer the way like he highlights. said it, it does not look like he was telling a joke. Right it's there. totally true. It's totally true. But that's, that,
0: that's the headlines here from the Party Pub Studios here as we uh, – uh, again, come out, check us out. We've got a giveaway going on, raffle tickets here. Just turn your name on it, uh, put it in the bucket. We'll draw it out at the end of the show, uh, see what happens, see who gets the, uh, the Grind Time Prize back t-shirt. It's got East Tennessee Beef Jerky Company given to us by Smoky Mountain Axe House. It's got Crest Bowling Lane, a gift card in there, four games, four pairs of shoes. You don't want to miss it, and it's free. Come out and get get, uh, get signed up. Uh, get the uh, giveaway going, and, uh, and, again, say hi to Carson. He's uh, he's enjoying these French fries, but he's pretty cordial, uh, especially when we're at the break. But uh, <laughs> yep. this headline segment's been brought to you by Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Groups from the kitchen table to the closing table. That's her slogan, and it's, it's true. She'll meet you where you are. She'll give you truthful information and uh, get you set up and on your way to that new house or get you sold out of where you're living now to get you uh, in- into your next spot. But again, Tressa Leequire with Realty Executive Group. If you want to give her a call? Her mobile number is 865 221 5610. Again, that's 865 221 5610. We're going to get to a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about college basketball, where really we're going to look at the NFL uh, because there's, uh, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of people that's turned their head on free agency and look into the draft. We'll do that on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WFKDL.com. Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the party pub at their brand new location in new Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The party pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends. Watch that big time fight and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big time TV. The party pub's kitchen also has a jam packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings. And believe me, it's all great tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa. A Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always
4: a good time.
3: I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less
2: division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than
3: high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lee Choir with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot, and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Choir appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Choir with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
0: The grind on sports is all about opinions, and we want yours too. If you want to grind it out with us here tonight, give us a call on the Grind Time Hotline, 865-223-8421. Share in the grind and dial 865-223-8421. From Blount County to all of Knoxville, this is WKVL 850 AM and 100.9 FM Maryville, Rocky Top Sports. on Apple Podcasting, Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything to grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
1: The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maryland is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group home ownership dreams become a reality.
0: Do you want to hear your business
4: mentioned on this show?
1: We can make that happen. Hit us up on our email. That's Wayne
0: at thegrindonsports.com. That's Wayne at thegrindonsports.com.
4: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
0: And welcome back inside the Party Pub studios here off Calderwood in New Midland Plaza, where we are grinding it out here on a Tuesday addition. And, and guys, we have talked college basketball. We talked Tennessee, a lot of Tennessee. Uh, we've talked the Lady Rebels making it to the state tournament. We've talked uh, a lot of different pieces. Les Miles getting fired. We talked to an LSU fan, and I think I made a, a Will Wade joke that was not well received. But um, I'm really not a Will Wade. <laughs> but uh, t- we're going to move to the NFL, and and the NFL is is it's a volatile state. If I've ever seen one. To today, maybe maybe late last night, uh, Dak Prescott signed a monster deal, right. monster deal, four years, hundred and sixty million dollars to stay with the the Cowboys to be their basically their 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 franchise player. He's their next uh, next guy. One is that is that too much? Is is Dak worth that money? And then two. What I don't know. I think that was a scare tactic. I think the Cowboys looked at Dak and said, "Listen, this is what we're able to give you, or we're going to sling that same money at Deshaun."
2: I wouldn't have paid that much for him. I don't think he's worth it. I, I don't either. Uh, and I'm and there's nothing against him. I think he's a good quarterback, but is he worth that much money? No. Uh, he just had a injury that is very rare to have, um, and I mean rare by almost losing your leg. I mean, his his old ankle, and well, his foot was the other direction. Let's just say that. If well, you didn't see the video. You don't want to see it. Well, and, and that's a that's a that's a game changing type it's injury. A, I mean, yeah, look, at rare. R- look at
0: look at RG three. Look at all the different leg injuries that, and, and people are going to be like, "Well, Alex Smith came back." Well, Alex Smith Alex just Smith, got cut.
2: Alex Smith so, isn't getting uh twenty.
0: Yeah, that, any, <laughs>
2: not getting forty. Not million, getting 40, 40 million million. Sorry, yeah, forty million a year for that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me, uh, especially with some some quarterbacks in the free agency pool. Um, and just, I don't understand it. After an injury like that and being Dak Prescott, not being the top-of-the-line quarterback, getting paid that much money didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Right. But I think with with Deshaun Watson there and a couple other quarterbacks that we could maybe say, or make a trade at least, but they're putting a lot of money on this Dak Prescott. They're expecting him to be something else with that kind of money for sure. Yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, a little, little side note, shout out coach Tony. I really
0: messaged this on Facebook Said he's on his way home from practice. Uh, again, Carson Newman, uh, college coach, and uh, they're going to kick off their spring campaign, their spring season. Uh, there this Saturday. So again, in the cold, Coach Iruly really has battled it out. Uh, he has been a grind time guest for a lot of the the, the late, you know, kind of winter months, and uh, and it's been great to talk to him. Wish him the best this Saturday, and uh, wish Carson Newman a, a good season uh, there this season. Uh, if you're if you're here at the Party Pub and you want uh, some free stuff, there's all kinds of good free stuff here uh, from the grind. Come back here, see us. Put a little ticket. Put your name on a little ticket. Throw it in the bucket, and here at the end of the show, we'll draw it out. Uh, there will be a T-shirt in there. There's a Crest Bowling Lane gift card in there. There's some stickers. There's, I mean, there's a lot of. There's stuff a nice, there.
2: nice good All it's you gotta do is put pack. your
0: name in there. How about that? Uh, I call it a swag pack, but uh, I think goodie bags uh, another good. Uh, I think good swag word pack's better. Swag pack is awesome.
2: As well, as the Chris, which one? Which one's better, swag pack or the goodie bag? like that. See, I thought that's what our crew was called, though. Well, I mean, you can call Aww. it those.
4: Uh, Come on, man.
0: Sorry. <laughs> it was just one of those moments. Uh, yeah. But uh, but anyway, well, Chris, what, what do you think about Dak Prescott? I mean, to me, 40 mil a year for a guy who, like Carson, well said, his ankle was the wrong direction for a long
4: time.
3: I don't know that he's worth 40 mil a year. Uh, it's not even 40 mil the first year. 71 million. Signing. Oh, so it's like a lot of front-loaded contracts. Yeah, he gets seventy-one million just for this year alone. So I mean,
2: that's, that's insane. I mean, it's and their cap space that. was only at like twenty. Million. Oh my goodness, they like, can't afford that either. I like mean, they got a they got a top-tier running back right there with Ezekiel Elliott. Like that's thats money to where you can. Uh, you,
0: you, it's like you can just roll your window down and like throw
2: hundred-dollar bills out.
0: Like that's that kind of money. I mean,
2: I, I agree. It's they got yeah, they got if they want to have any chance of winning. Here in the future, they need to get more than just – they need to be I spending mean, more on other players besides just one guy. That's the is issue, Top like, five quarterback in the league. It's
3: only $20 million in cap space. How do you uh,
2: – that defense was horrible. Exactly. How do you, how are you, how are you, you supposed spend
3: to money? You, you've that? just uh, – you, you, uh, you, you ever seen one of those like a huge
0: dog like just tied to a chain and he is at the full length Ready of that go. chain but there's no more chain? Well, that's why he's got to look at that defense and say, there's our chain.
2: We just hooked yeah. to that chain. I,
0: I guess got what's gonna happen. We
2: got these three TVs up. Stephen A. is going to be talking about this Dak Prescott thing. I'm waiting to see what he has to say about that. <laughs> well,
0: the good thing is we've got it muted.
2: So, we do have uh, it we muted. It, but, we don't
0: have to listen to it. I mean, you got to look at the
3: stats on that. So, four years, what, 160? Mm-hmm. I mean, That's what, a did, lot of what did uh, Patrick Mahomes just get before that? Yeah, he it got like half a billion.
4: Yeah. It's stupid money.
0: Like I think they've they've wrecked the market. I think the quarterback position now they're at a point now to where you you I don't know if and that's why there's a lot of reasons why I'm not a franchise owner. But the big reason would be is I just have a new quarterback every about third year because I just go draft a guy. I'd go get a Zach Wilson. I'd go get a you know uh, uh, uh what's his name Justin Fields. I'd go get a you know you're probably not going to get Trevor Lawrence because hopefully you're not that bad, but. Teams uh, like that
2: get an offensive line when there's a draft pick.
0: Yeah.
2: But I'm just going to be honest with you. As, as uh, we got to see a great finish here tonight with Gonzaga hitting a buzzer beater women's Gonzaga team won the uh, their conference championship today. Hey, Gonzaga don't play around. Or they Gonzaga.
0: Don't? Whoever. What do you, what do you say?
2: I don't, I say? I say it both. Like, some days I come out and I say Gonzaga, and some days I come out and say Gonzaga. Is Chris it, is, is from it, Carolina in basketball country. What is it, Gonzaga or Gonzaga? Gonzaga. I'm Gonzaga. Is it Gonzaga. Yeah. See, I always thought it was pronounced Gonzaga. Like, I thought that was actually the right pronunciation. So that pronunciation. 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 It could be, that could be, um, will be the second highest-paid quarterback in the league. That oh, is Mahomes. insane. He's not a top-five quarterback either. I'm sorry to tell you that. I can, he's not. I can quickly.
0: Like, he's if he's the second highest-paid quarterback in the league, I can quickly name three quarterbacks that's better than him.
3: Right name them right now. quick, I, and I'll tell you where they are. Okay, gotcha. I'll you. tell I you. Think Tom Brady's tomorrow. better than him. So Tom Brady's not yeah, even yeah. in the top. Lamar Jackson. Let's see. Lamar Jackson is not in the top. Russell 25. Wilson. Russell Wilson's better than him. I mean, Wilson Nick, is and, the that's a, and that's a and that's a stretch
2: is. for some people. I would probably put Josh Allen ahead of him. I would I would put Josh Allen. That is a good that's a good comparison. I I would go this past year Josh Allen had a heck of a year. I think he's gonna be lucky. Like, like I wanna
0: know I like that Prescott. Me I too, I too I think but think what is this
2: stupid money. It's stupid. Well, that's Jerry Jones. Whoever whoever made that decision is an idiot.
1: Wait, you have
2: okay. Balance, let's go. Balance. Let's go through. Let's go through some quarterbacks here. You think? All right, Dak Prescott's better than Jalen Hurts. There's one. Um, he's better than Dwayne. Ha- I mean, I'm just naming off the bottom tier quarterbacks out of the league. So, but the, I'm
0: talking starters
2: though. Like we only have a starter. I'll give, well, you, I'll I'll give you. the top, top the
3: ten. He got rid of Carson to I'll give you the Jalen. top ten. And you can tell me if you think he's better than. Patrick Mahomes. Better though. No,
2: he's not better. I meant
3: Pat Deshaun Watson.
2: Nope. Nope.
3: Russell Wilson. Nope. Jared Goff.
2: Yes. Yes, he is better than him. I would take him over.
3: Aaron Rodgers. No. Kirk Cousins. Yes, yeah.
2: he's better. Yeah, I
0: feel like that's a mixed bag. You're like, you've got a shot. I would go, go I would
2: go over Kirk.
0: Yeah. Carson Wentz. No. He's better. Uh, he's better than Carson, yeah. I will is. say I would say he stays healthier, but I mean I guess we're he's better. Home. He's better. Matt Ryan.
2: He, I don't, I, this coming year, he's probably going to be better than Matt Ryan, yeah. Ryan (sighs) Centerhill.
0: So Ryan Tannehill, Miami. Ryan Tannehill, Titans. Yeah, one?
3: Saying
2: titans, Titans, Titans. Tannehill had the right sure. better season. I'm, I'm going
0: to call it a push because I think week in, week out, those are that's probably a good. <sighs> good. Hundred sixty million. Hey, what about on? E- Not trying to get anybody to tune away from our Facebook Live, but on uh, ESPN, looks like they're they're playing the color orange. Uh, the condor Holloway story. That's cool.
3: It's just sad that. Drew Brees and Tom Brady are 16th and 17th on this list. Well, I'll tell you, Drew Brees restructured just yeah. recently to try to give some money to the Saints to try to make it happen. And that's what Tom says. He took a pay cut for the uh, Buccaneers to try to get more
4: keys right. to the... How
3: much money you think he's got? So. But,
0: but, and it's one of those things, like, Drew Brees, I'm not sure, like, his whole family dynamic, but, like, Tom Brady, like, legitimately, Giselle brings a pretty good paycheck oh, in yeah. as well. So. I don't think that household's necessarily worried about it. Seven
2: Super Bowls and has had contracts on contracts. I would hope. He, I mean, he, he's um, made money. He's, he's made, made money, money and he's got a he's got a good amount. But one hundred sixty million dollars for years, we're seeing it right here, and that's the talking. $66 talk of the town.
0: million dollar signing. Notes.
2: I, I want to hear what people have to say about that because if somebody thinks that, that that is smart, then I just so, want to hear their opinion. I'm, but here's the deal. So obviously. Obviously, we talked
0: last week about free agency versus versus the draft. Obviously, the Cowboys have, have hooked their their sales to uh, free agency and making sure Dak Prescott's their guy. To me, at that level of money, I would have tagged him again and, and then let, let things happen. But it uh, looks like other teams are, are going to go a different direction from what it looks like the Falcons are actually looking to replace Matty Ice or at least get his heir apparent in the draft. Uh, Chris, you'll, you'll be interested in seeing this. I looked up some mock drafts. Trey Lance from North Carolina is the pick at number four for uh for the Falcons to replace Matty Ice. What what do you think about that? To me, the, the it's not the the bigger deal that he's uh he's at number four. It's just the fact that I'm like, is that the kind of player that, that Atlanta's kinda of going after? Which new coaching staff. He's
3: not from North Carolina. Talk about like UNC. He's from huh. North Dakota State, right? It said UNC on the mock draft. Yeah,
2: there's no way because Sam
3: Howell is...
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, North Dakota State. Dr.
0: Howell? <laughs> Sam
2: Howell, Mr. 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 Guy Howell? That looks just like He looks just like Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Have you ever seen this guy before? Trey Lance. Well, I know you have. Sam Trey Howell, North Dakota State. So yes. the
3: question with him is, a lot of people say he has the same characteristics and uh, style, arm strength as uh, Patrick Mahomes. The only issue is... He's only played like 17 games in the NCAA, so there's not much you know, mm-hmm. film on him. There's not much uh, the view on him, so a lot of people are questioning, is he really going to be this good in the NFL? Yeah,
2: Wentz well, came in in the in DS, in DSU, yeah. and he was um, obviously he got a pretty good contract. That's what Jared Goff, when he got picked first by the Rams, they gave him that rookie contract, which is a lot of money. is why he's at the top of the list. He won't be here soon, but... He's right now. He is just based on they thought he was going to be a good quarterback, but it's not not worth the money. I just that's where it comes at. I mean, you're going to look at Lamar Jackson when his contract's up this year after this season, after this 2021 season. I, I don't even know how much. If Dak Prescott's getting 160 million for four years, and Lamar is almost, I would say, two times better than him. I I don't even know what that money's going well, to. Be.
3: Travis. Travis just wrote me. He's uh He's saying he believes, we're talking about Drew Brees, that Brees will be back as the starter for the Saints. And he also feels like Famous Jameis will be uh, going elsewhere
2: as a starter. I think Jameis Winston's going too, yeah.
3: What's available?
2: I mean, are we talking like Washington or or something if they don't pick up? I mean,
3: it just depends. Do you want to bring in Famous Jameis for a year, you know, as a starter and let your rookie sit? I'm seeing mock drafts that's got, uh, you're talking about the Jets, that's got Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Yeah, I've seen where Zach Wilson or Justin Fields—you know—it just depends on the caliber of player. You know, Zach Wilson's more of a uh, pro-style quarterback, uh, pocket quarterback, uh, you know, Justin Fields is the prototypical
2: dual threat. You yeah. know, we've been seeing here lately, you know, being the bigger play. I've heard, I've uh, heard some scuffle with the Raiders too. Um, some, some people aren't the biggest fan of a uh, of, of Raider of Derek Carr. So I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a trade over there either. Uh, I, I think they've always been looking for a new QB. I mean he's kind of stayed there consistently. He's been there. Uh, I I don't know. He's kind of he's kind of like a Carson Wentz at the Eagles. He kind of was there for he's been there for a while. Um, I mean pretty much a Matthew Stafford at the Lions hasn't really wanted to change. Pretty much he'll be better next year. He'll be better next year, and he's not bad. But I think that some teams are looking. Especially with the amount of quarterbacks there is now, and new dual threat quarterbacks, which is you know a new part of the game, I think they might try to find somebody. So, I think there's a lot of teams that could get a quarterback that we don't expect.
0: Um, so I'm just looking up. I can't believe I said Trey Lance,
2: North Carolina.
0: Like I, I don't know much about ACC football, but
2: well, the reason that. I knew so much, I mean North Carolina, this guy, the Sam How kid, he played two years ago, and I remember I watched him, and I said. I feel like he's going to be good next year, and he really played a great. A lot of people season. say he could be
3: the number one pick in next year's draft. A lot of people are saying he's almost to uh, Trevor Lawrence type caliber, really, you know,
2: player. Sam is Sam Ellinger at Texas staying another year too. Is he taking that extra year? Nah, that I year? think he's ranked like seventh
3: on most big boards for. Oh, is he
2: coming in? Yeah, he was supposed to be. He yeah. goes. I remember it was two years ago. What was it? They won the. Sh- they won some bowl game. Hmm. Him and what's his name. Him and one of those wide receivers said they were both coming back next year. Texas, as soon as that came out, Texas was top ten. Top, 10. and they didn't do did nothing.
0: not, and made a coaching
2: change. Uh, who do
0: you think the first like? Who do you think the first non quarterback off the off the, the board is? So some people say Kyle Pitts. some people say Devontae
3: Smith, but I saw I'm, I've so well, seen Jamar Chase, so well, the big offensive tackle.
2: Uh, he's,
0: gonna go. he's, gonna he's, he's going to go. He's going to before. See, Jamar Chase on, on this one, this one CBS is, is mock draft. They've got Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU, off the board first. Travis will like that. I, I don't know that if I'm going wide receiver, there's only one option, Devontae Smith. Uh, to me, if you want to go pass catcher, you want to go big body, I think Kyle Pitts is your your go. I'm, I'm really meaning skill positions because there, there's going to be some teams that need big uglies that, that go get that offensive lineman. But I think in yeah. the skill position player, um, I just think it's hard to. It's according to what a team needs. I mean, most people are not going to go running back just because they're a dime a dozen
3: anymore. I like Patrick Shertain.
2: You I like mean, him defensive back he, there? He Alabama? can shut down an
3: entire side of the field. I
2: mean, Jalen Waddle's good. Waddell's good. I, I I see or I see the CBS one too, but they also have Jamar Chase and a couple other boards here above um, Justin Fields and Kyle Pitts. It just to- tells you how much like
0: mock drafts are just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one mock draft has Trey Lance going third. Uh, this one has him going twelfth to the Niners.
2: I think whoever gets Mac Jones is going to get a steal. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Mac Jones is a solid. Team. So Answer me this: If you had to pick
3: one wide receiver from this group, minus Smith because I know he'll be number so the number two, would you take Jamar Chase who has set out a whole year? You know, I know he's probably done stuff on the side to uh get keep his in body, ready, yeah. But I mean you got other people uh, I take
0: Jalen Waddle.
3: I okay. see a a name that's a little bit lower down that I loved I think he was he's a great player. I mean he just fits that Percy Harvin mentality and he's from Florida. Kadarius Tony.
0: I mean he's a speedster. I mean he's a he's a difference maker kind of guy. But I, I just like Jalen Waddle just because uh you, you know, he came back uh, a little, you know, kind of came back in that uh, that championship game, and he made an impact. Like he was a decoy in a lot of ways, but uh, he had an opportunity uh, to do uh, some some things. Um, my buddy Skeeter from Thornhill says, they i uh, going to try to call in. Uh, still,
2: <laughs> still good to go." So, we'll, so uh, yeah, I, I think that it shows how good this draft class really is when Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Uh, being one of the best running backs in the league is thirty fifth. We, we peaked, uh, Travis. Travis's, uh, you know,
3: style again with LSU. He says you got to remember that Chase uh, was with three other top receivers at LSU that first or two years ago, including Justin Jefferson, and he is still by far the best receiver on that team from their national championship run.
0: Well, and I'll say inconsistency and instability at quarterback—it's hard to, to really expose a good wide receiver. I mean, we we. We've seen that at Tennessee, and then to lose a Joe Burrow and to to kind of have some some carousel, if you will, at that position at LSU, I think that kind of hurt. I hurt a lot of people, and then Chase kind of stepped out, uh, waiting on that. But yeah. uh, I, I think it's a good point.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he was incredible. So if you were so there, there's a mock draft that
0: has, uh, uh, of course, um, I think it was Devonte Smith going to Miami, and then in a later round. Uh, had uh, had uh, Najee Harris going to Miami. Is that like a three-headed monster that's, like, scary to have the, the Alabama hook back up in uh, Miami? Because I, I like what they're doing in Miami. Yeah. I, I think
3: it could be. Well, I mean, they do have, what, two of the top 20 picks. They got number 30 and number 18, mm-hmm. so they can get both of them. Yeah. Which a lot of people are asking, would you take Najee Harris or would you take Travis Etienne? I think I think it's a really good question. As the as the phone lines
0: light up, let's jump to it. I think it's Skeeter from Thornhill, man. What's going on? Hey, man, how's it going? We are we have got the Facebook live going. I feel like that's a victory this week. And uh, and man, just uh, just happy to talk a little little sports right now. We're on NFL mock draft. Uh, a lot of people's got, of course, quarterbacks high on this draft. But beyond that, at other skill position players, uh, it's all over the place. They've got uh, they've got, of course, Jamar Chase very high. Devontae Smith really high, Jalen Waddle, but Kyle Pitts is—he's probably one of the bigger X factors uh, for this uh, this mock draft because I've seen him as high as four, but I've seen him down as as low as maybe seventeen.
3: Man, I'm I'm really hoping the Panthers pull a big one and don't take a quarterback. Uh, maybe maybe later on in the draft and we'll take Pitts at like seven or eight. I can't remember if they pick seven or eight, but I would love that. They need a they need a replacement. I think the guy they drafted a couple years ago was not the guy. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a freak athlete, like a Jimmy Graham in the past. I would love to see that happen. I mean, as a fellow fellow uh, Panther lover, uh, I would love uh, Mika Parson. I think we need that uh, linebacker presence that's not been there since Keekley retired two years ago.
0: So, so now Skeeter, uh, according to CBS, Mac Jones would be uh, would maybe be the Panther selection at at pick eight.
3: I don't know. That's sad. Like, it, I don't know. I would have to, I, you know, hating Alabama, it's kind of hard to take an Alabama guy. <laughs> but, well, I, uh, would, you know, I
0: would argue that, uh, tell me the last uh, Alabama quarterback that's been really successful in the NFL. Right. oh none. Maybe name it. Right. Well, Carolina's known to go to the uh, <laughs> hey, in today In today's level of success, well, he only won one.
2: Okay, that's, right how, exactly.
0: that's how people roll with it now.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess Jalen Hurts' success is yet to be known with Philly, and on his way, on his way. Who, uh, who knows? right? but uh, you know, I, I can't buy into it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I think um, honestly, I think there's a there's a free agent out there. Uh, again, you don't want to give the the Deshaun Watson uh, price tag, but I think Deshaun Watson in, in Carolina. I mean, I think that's money. But uh, I we'll see what the the draft looks like. Is there any? Uh, you know, you're a big. Uh, if you ask Skeeter, if you ask him any player, uh, he can basically tell you where they went to college. It's like the most amazing thing. Like if I mean, that's
3: a maybe. That's a maybe.
0: Like if that was a uh, if that was a Jeopardy <laughs> category, or maybe a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I would definitely phone Skeeter.
4: Like that. Well, I mean, my...
3: I, you got. I got to credit Mel Copper for that. That was that was a lot of watching. You know, <laughs> back in the day when it was a full weekend event, I didn't have nothing else to do. So
0: so <laughs> talking about talking about the draft though. Uh, one the the Trey Lance kid from uh, North Dakota State is he is he legit or is he yet another one of those guys that uh, probably has all the tools but just hasn't played that level of competition? And is there a, is there a super sleeper in this uh, in this
3: early draft? You know, if you go back, you, you you want to compare him more to Carson Wentz coming out of there? Um, but has Carson Wentz had the right tools in Philly? I know he had Doug Peterson, who apparently was a Nick Foles whisper.
2: Um, <laughs>
3: I don't know. I I'm really liking Zach Wilson. That would be like you. I think he he might be a sleeper. I think he I think he has the tools maybe. Right
0: I think he's a he's a monster player. I I'll say this. I will tell you my sleeper in the draft and it's not at the quarterback position. To me, Najee Harris is the sleeper in the draft. They've got him picked uh pick 24 uh to the uh to the Steelers. Uh, I think he's a he's a monster. You talk about a guy oh, who too. who has a gear
3: that hasn't been found yet and
0: hasn't had to put the miles on the tires to find it. Yeah. Uh,
3: I so think you're, so you're thinking more of a uh, an, uh, maybe a Derrick Henry 2.0 and not a Trent Richardson. Uh, I don't I, I think <laughs> I think anybody
0: Derrick Henry's
3: in a in a state all the time. Yeah, I think I got a good sleeper for you. Third round. Oh, you're going third round. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, Matt Jones. And pushing him up. You know, there's somebody's name that's not been mentioned a lot called Trask. I mean, you can, oh, get, him, like, uh, you can get him. like Jared Garentano. So I'm saying he seems like a <laughs> Lord. <laughs> nah, but i am said Trask looks so good at the end of the year. You know, he did, and that one game and killed him, man. Yeah. It killed
2: him versus Oklahoma, and the reason it did is because it's Oklahoma.
3: Well, and they were missing what, four of their top starters set yeah, out. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was playing, he didn't have to play in that game himself, but he said as a, uh, player, he was committed to Florida, and he was committed to the younger guys to try to help him. To me, that's the leadership you need. And as a defensive
0: player, how easy was it for Oklahoma just to pin their ears back and say, we're about I, to eat him up?
3: I mean, he had what three offensive linemen out, plus four the four top receivers. I mean, they, they knew none of the routes. You could tell by the way they ran the routes. Half their catches just were because of the uh, athletic ability that the Florida receivers have. I mean, it's I like Travis. I think his leadership's there. I think his arm is his question going into the NFL. You know, I think he he has the zing when he needs it, but sometimes he noodle arms it a little bit. I want to see the uh, combine.
2: Uh, I think the combine shows a lot. He
3: looked good in the uh, senior bowl. He did.
2: He did look good. I think he's a steal, too. But I think, like I said earlier, I think Travis Etienne's a steal from Clemson. There's a lot of respect for him. I think Amarie Rogers is a steal. There's so many good players in this draft. Trey Smith as offensive tackle in the third round. The
0: the problem with Trey Smith is going to be that health. His clean bill of health is going to either either shot, skyrocket him up a, a draft. Because I mean, you watch some of even even on a bad you know maybe and they're, and they're looking at Copper. They're saying Kyle Pitts uh, maybe a fourth overall pick after a trade. But uh, you know Trey Smith is he's a beast. If he can if he can show that he can make it through a rookie contract, uh, that's going to be a man. Another running back uh, late played.
3: you know second third rounder Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. I mean, he, he had an incredible season. I was just worried about his uh, durability because, you know, he took a lot of pounding over there at Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah, the mullet. Didn't, the didn't mullet. he set out his last of the season? No, didn't he set out most of the season?
0: Yeah, he Cupboard? he, he yeah. stepped out after uh, there there was a, a social injustice kind of thing, and, and he just kind right. of uh, checked out. But what there's a they're looking on here, and it's Mel and Todd on their draft debate. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Uh, again, two Carolina Panthers fans here. I'm a, and it's weird, two Carolina Panthers fans and two Broncos fans. Yeah, in in Alcoa, Tennessee. Uh, that's that's pretty wild. But
3: uh, at least fifty percent got it right, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to help y'all <laughs> along whenever we get a chance.
4: <laughs>
3: but
0: uh, what what do you guys think about? And I think I mentioned this maybe on the phone, but uh, you,
3: what if you take Kyle Pitts uh, at your your first pick at eight? And then get trask later on. I think reaching for a tight end. I mean, tight ends were those positions. It, yeah, it's great to have a big receiver across the middle. But I mean, how often does a tight end in yeah. the first round actually work out? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean that's why that's why Tony Gonzalez I, is amazing. That's why Jason Witten's amazing. That's why even Jimmy Graham is in the the very good category. And he was undrafted. Yeah, he's a basketball player. Yeah. What he was?
2: I I don't know. I think I think Coppins is somebody I could see myself taking if I had that option. Just with just the just he's just so freakish. I would.
3: not yeah, mind early second round. You know, having the what thirty nine pick. I think Caroline has the thirty nine pick in the second round. Is that uh, Pat what is it? Miss the guy from Penn State, the big six seven tight end, still there. Yeah, I mean I think he led the league in or. Uh, NCAA in the last two years and receptions for tight ends.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think big bill too. Yeah. It could go. I think, I think call Pitts though. I, I can already see him in an NFL Jersey. Like I can a lot of these, but I, I would go at Najee Harris. I think it's a good point. That's underrated. I mean, it's just so, he's just so good. And I, I think there's just so many good players to choose from this, this, uh, this uh, draft. And it's a good problem to have.
0: So if you, if you were to take, talk about running back. So, so let's let's kind of let's break it down to the top big, big play. If you had to take one quarterback, uh, and, and again let's let's take the the, the take I guess Trevor off the board. Let's take Trevor Lawrence off the board. Who are you taking? Let's start with Skeeter. Who am I taking?
2: Just as the Panthers, or overall?
0: Overall, just. Well, I mean, as a
3: fan, oh, oh, yeah. I would assume mean, you would good. want them.
4: So um,
3: who's picking second? Is it Jets? I think so. Yeah, uh, Fields, Fields, and Trey Donald.
4: It's not a bad move.
0: It's not a bad move because no. Fields is a fighter. He's he's a guy that that obviously we saw in the in the in the uh, playoff games play right. through some injuries. So I, it's not a bad pick. What do you say, Chris?
3: As a Carolina fan, I would say Fields. I love his uh, mobility and especially with that kind of action with yeah. somebody like Christian McCaffrey. I think I even mean, Joe Brady
0: could be next. But if
3: I'm the Jets tend toward, I forget who their head coach is, but he tends toward a more pro-style offense than you would look at somebody like Zach Wilson. Is, is, that, is that Robert Sala or whatever? Is he the Jets coach
2: now? Uh, yeah, I think so. I I think it's Justin Fields for me. I think the second-best quarterback in the draft is Justin Fields. Um, in my opinion, I think the way he proved here in the versus the Clemson team, that was pretty decent defense. Uh, had a lot on his back this year. Didn't play as much games, so not as much film to watch on him, but uh, really good dual-threat quarterback. Uh, that's almost the new kind of generation of quarterbacks in the NFL, and uh, I think he could be pretty good uh, no matter where he goes. If he has a little bit more weapons, I'm interested to see. Uh, if he goes to somewhere like, like the Jets, Jaguars, or somewhere like that, where there's not as much offensive weapons or offensive help, what he could do. So, I don't know. I would I would say I would say Justin Fields also. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Zach Wilson.
0: Uh, I think I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, but I I feel like at B, BYU you got to make things happen more uh, than it's delivered to you. I think at Ohio State, I think at Clemson, I think at Alabama, uh, it, it, you're arguably going to step into a worse situation in the nfl than you played with in college BYU. i don't know that that's the case so i like zach wilson's work ethic uh, i'd take him uh, i like his build
3: so had, uh, i'm agree, I'm agreeing with you i only i only pick fields to the gf because i thought wilson called to the panthers <laughs> <laughs> I oh, asked, uh, we're talking about draft how about the fourth and <laughs> seventh round who would you pick as a quarterback in in the fourth round? Yeah, fourth through oh, the seventh. There's some good names. I'd have, there. I'd have, to, I'd have, to, I'd have to see some, a list in front okay. of me so, available. Guys, late, late round draft uh, quarterbacks, some of the top ones are Kellen Mond, Jamie Newman. No. 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 Ian Book from Notre Dame. Maybe. Sam Erlinger, no. Shane uh, Boucherly. Oh, Boucherly. Shelley. Yeah, from SMU. Felipe Franks from Arkansas. No. <clears throat> I'm gonna say none. I'll be, honest, Franks, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, Frank and Will Greer. I'll be honest,
0: Franks in, in a in the in a good position in a good system could work. I mean, I think what he was able to do at Arkansas showed that he's got a lot of leadership and got a lot of things he can do. He can do well. Is he an NFL quarterback? I don't think so. Probably of that list, if I have to pick one out of that list, Ian Books, the
2: guy I probably go with. I go. I like Shane Dushey at SMU. I've actually watched a lot of him. He's a uh, got a good arm. Uh, I think he's a guy uh, that could that could actually do well in the NFL. we he? he guys, was so. a
0: former SEC quarterback, wasn't he? Rousselli. I, uh,
3: I, I thought he went to SMU. Would uh, have. I thought he went to SMU, but anyway. I think I like Erling. Do you, Sam? Man, he's just a gunslinger. I think he, but I think he's like Colt McCoy slash Eric Gilbert,
0: two or three according to
3: where you're at. Hey, man. I think you know, he got a little bit too much. You know, much know who else was position. a gunslinger? Favre. He was a ball for life. Peyton Manning. just <laughs> got oh, Sam and he got a lot man. better. How many interceptions? He was known for his interceptions. Yeah. Coming into this That's rookie a, year.
0: No, he, he holds the rookie record, I believe, for uh, most interceptions.
3: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> 31. Mate. I hey, think Davis might have beat that record, but hey, well, that's fine.
0: That's fine. We like those records getting broke. But uh, uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I, late drown draft picks is it's it's a fit and function type scenario because it's, it's it's whoever's left and and whoever you know people are kind of moving around. I I think I'm arguing uh, that I think this this uh, this draft could be the most movement on a draft night that we've seen in a
2: long time I, I agree i think it could go either way and honestly that's really not a bad pick here if you're going to position ah. right. so shane the guy you were talking about
3: smu quarterback was actually originally at texas but lost his starting job that's right Erlinger. i knew he was at a big gig yeah it said he lost his job after going seven and three and then Sam Erlinger stepped in the next year and then he transferred out from texas Twenty seventeen.
0: Just, just couldn't handle it.
3: I don't think Kellen nope.
0: Mond's an NFL player. Honestly, I don't even I don't even know not
3: that. a quarterback. That's true. <laughs> so I gotta
2: uh, know, does any man. does anybody there think that
3: there's a shake up at one and it's not Lawrence? Like could Fields or Wilson go one?
2: No, I think Lawrence goes first.
3: Only way I can see is if somebody came in with the idea that they I, needed uh I don't know. Wilson. But I mean
2: Usually those solid picks That's so like that's
3: like know. uh Man, that's – there's some people that thought what, – what was his name was better than Peyton Manning? Oh, Ron, Ron Leaf. Ron oh, Lord. I mean, there's people that – well, eight eight GMs had Ryan Leaf ranked higher than Peyton really? Manning on board, too. So. I, I bet the Chargers wasn't one of them. <laughs> 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 I saw that 30 on 30 about Ryan Leaf, and that was uh, one of the things eight GMs. Out of thirty-two teams, had him ranked higher than Peyton Manning. Wow. I, here's the thing. I mean,
4: I'm still
0: happy. <laughs> right. the The only way something happens with Lawrence is if somebody can can um, I, I guess make somebody believe that he's not going to be one. You know, and and they slide in. I think if it is Jacksonville making the decision, the only player they're looking at is Trevor Lawrence because I think Urban Meyer wants him so bad. Um, you know, a lot of people's like, well, he might go to the, the Ohio State Justin Fields. Realistically, Justin Fields isn't a an Urban Meyer guy. He's a Ryan Day guy. So uh, I think I don't see. I think uh, I think we've got a you know you know you've got a pretty good opportunity of seeing a lot of shakeup, but at one, I don't I don't see a lot.
3: Yeah, I just think Fields was supposed to be at Georgia. Fields probably
0: Georgia probably wishes he would have stayed. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of things that that uh, JT Daniels toward the end of the season did well and, and what have you. But uh, Justin Fields, uh, with the right teaching, uh, is still still would have uh, been the class of that uh, that quarterback. Role. So
3: a friend of mine, he's a big – he's actually from uh, right outside Jacksonville. He's a Jaguar fan. Yeah. So yeah, Is he a pres- fan of those half-and-half half helmets? I mean, he's the only person I've ever known that's been a Jaguar fan. But he said he thinks the best <laughs> thing they could do is take Trevor Lawrence, first pick. And then I think he said what, he said twenty fifth pick the Jaguars have also Travis Atn get your uh, starting quarterback and running back that's had a connection with each other is but is that as big of a deal as as getting a, a receiver that has a connection? Not yeah. that there's one in the first round. That... Atn's one of the best pass catching uh, running backs. So little
0: I'd Reggie say him Bush Najee, action.
3: I'd say him and Najee Harris were one and two. You just have to choose your. Uh, Picture poison coming. Kind of yeah, that. I mean, both of them have like probably five five star, you know, offensive linemen in front of them.
0: I still, I, I go with the tread on the tires. I'd still take Najee Harris. I think. I think Etn's been a starter for like three years. Played in three uh, playoffs. He's a. Uh, he's been beat up. But at the same time,
3: they get such big leads early in the game. I mean, I would take I would would take Najee over him, but
2: I think Etn he's just such a hard worker. I would I would love to have him on my
3: squad. For sure. I thought I read somewhere too. Urban was a big
2: when he was at Ohio State. Try to get Etn
3: up there. He's from New Jersey. Well, but you
2: know he doesn't he doesn't celebrate or something is what they said that he doesn't go to any any outside events. All he did was focus on football and. He does his own thing. I watched a little documentary on it before the playoffs, and I looked at him differently. I mean, you, you, you take a guy that's leading rusher for Clemson running backs, and he doesn't tell you that. Yeah, and he said he was highly recruited
3: by Urban Meyer when he was at Florida, and when he went to Ohio State um, when ATM was still in middle school wow. down in uh, Louisiana, and then when he was at Ohio State, he tried to recruit him. He ended up going to Clemson with Dabo Swinney. So I mean, there is. I guess Urban loved him at that time. I could see you know that picks there at twenty five. I mean, it goes back to you, ETN, a bigger running back or Najee is a smaller, more you know, accurate running back. Yeah,
2: I, I still I think I'd still go with Najee, but well, what say you, Skeeter?
3: Uh, probably whichever one's there. They might be both be gone. I mean, at least one of them might. Um, or it could be like in the past where. Uh, everybody, every running back is available, but you know Naj- Najee is going to have a a big
2: following, I think, and yeah, I think he may go before twenty five.
3: Yeah,
0: so. yeah, I could see that happening. Running backs is traditionally not a not a sought after position, but yeah, I think in the in the batch that sits in this draft, uh, it could be a little bit different. But uh, on a, on another note, just because we brought up Urban Meyer, I'm kind of interested in Skeeter's opinion. Again, uh we are we are fellow Tennessee fans uh and hence uh not a fan of Urban Meyer because of his time at Florida and then post, you know, the time at Ohio State. What do you think about Urban Meyer's uh potential at uh, Jacksonville or is he just another uh college coach that we're going to figure out can't do it at the pro level?
3: And I don't I don't know, that's kind of hard to peg. Um it we got 90% failure to 10% success coming from college NFL mostly.
4: Pretty much. Maybe
3: at best. Um, I I don't see it being successful at least. I I think it's going to be a long-term thing. Can they deal with him for about five or six years? Maybe. But I I don't know. Um, He's going to struggle. Even even with Lawrence in there, even if they get uh, one of the running backs, I I think uh, the defense ain't bad. Or there wasn't, what, two or three years ago? Right but
0: to me, to me, we'll know in three years whether whether he's going to be good or not. And and I mean by that is, is he's either going to be good and we're going to know that, or he's going to be sick and he's going to quit. Yeah, like I, that's Urban Meyer's I don't know. Sick, I don't know. I,
4: uh,
0: I don't know why, because I'm not an Urban Meyer fan. Like in the coaching search, I I kind of went against my roots and said, you know, if he's available, I'll take him. But I don't know why in my mind. I feel like if anybody can make the cut, Urban Meyer might be able to do it because he's he's a, a business like coach, and and I feel like that's where that's where if you think about any any college coach that hasn't uh, necessarily made it in the NFL, it's because they get up there and they're emotional, you know, they're looking at players and trying to motivate them for the you know win one for the Gipper kind of you know rah rah ree, and and that's just not Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is very. I mean, he's emotional when they're winning and, and doing different things, but and he gets aggressive on the sideline. But ultimately, it's a do-your-job type setup, I believe, with Urban Meyer. Uh, and kind of win at all costs is what he did at Florida. But I think he uh, he could be successful. Now, Jacksonville is going to be a tough spot to do it in. I think they've got a nice draft class this year to be able to try to build. But, I mean, that's only one year. Um, but I I don't know. Unfortunately, I think he he could be that guy.
3: Isn't this like probably the worst team he's took over? Also, like I know, like maybe Florida wasn't at their best, but it was still okay.
2: Um, Utah was Utah. Um, I would. I think oh, he I made paid. Utah. Yeah. Utah though. Maybe, maybe. I'd have to I'd have to go back and then see. I, I don't think, know what Utah was or. And then I'm not sure.
0: I, I'm not sure what he actually did. Uh, I'm not sure what he actually did uh, uh, with bowl. I think he was at Bowling Green maybe before. Yeah, Bowling he he Green. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess it, in my ten, if I put the orange goggles on, I want him to fail. But if I if I'm uh, don't want him back in college and just kind of want him to to just wreak havoc on everybody but the Broncos, then I'm kind of I'm wanting him to be good, I guess. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see? Uh, did you guys see uh, a big uh, New York Giants hiring today? They hired a pair of former Tennessee coaches. Did you see that? Oh, Again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually room, they can room together because they have a lot of stories they can share. Derek Dooley and Jeremy Pruitt officially uh, hired by the New York Giants today.
3: Of
0: course, they're official positions. Uh, Paid
3: by Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Probably. Uh, Saturdays down south is who's reporting it. but uh, um, Butch Jones was not available to make it a trifecta, but uh, Joe Judge will uh, will hire the two. Uh, the two on the other end, the, the end caps for for Butch Jones. Uh, oh wow, Freddie Kitchens will also be on the staff. This is really like they better they better up the uh, security around uh, MetLife because I feel like there's going to be some uh, some bad things happen.
2: Oh, that's bad for the Giants. <laughs> Wow.
0: It says uh, Jeremy's going to work with all levels of the defense, the back end, the linebackers, and the front. Glad he clarified that. Uh, Jeremy's another guy uh, that I've worked with in the past. I've kept very close contact. Uh, he can coach at all levels, arguable. And he's always impressed me as somebody who's been able to connect with every player on the field regardless. Well, it's amazing what you can do when you have a bag of money. But uh, that's just why that's yeah. me saying it. But Jason uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's like it's like I thought this was the <laughs> lettuce, but it's got these presidents on it. I don't know. But uh but anyway guys, uh Skeeter, always fun talking to you, man. I uh, hope everything's well. Uh you big Nascar fan, got some dirt going on up there. Have you been uh, have you uh, been able to check out some of the local boys kinda
3: running on the dirt
0: track up at Bristol?
3: just what I could see online and right now it's still pretty pretty dusty. Hopefully they can pack it down a little more and get in a little better condition.
0: You, uh I know you're uh, you're a ticket holder. Are you excited about getting up there?
3: I am. I'm very excited. I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rare opportunity to see something that ain't been happening once since the fifties, NASCAR on dirt.
0: Right. What and uh what do you think about uh, four races into the NASCAR season and four different winners?
3: It's pretty impressive actually, you know what all happened uh this year, but you know, we're going to Phoenix. I expect uh, to get back to normal this week. Uh, maybe Harvick, um, he he does pretty well there. But I'd be surprised if I, if some non-former winner or somebody that's not won more than one or two times doesn't win this week.
0: I, I would say the money's with, uh, especially at Phoenix. You're going to look at Kevin Harvick, look at Denny Hamlin, uh, and yeah, look at those perennial guys. Joey Logano's been running really good. I'm not a Logano fan, but uh, he's he's put down some good laps. It's just not worked out in the end for him.
3: Yeah, he hasn't. He's been in the bad situation, like on the last lap of two of the four races they had. But eh, it'll it'll come to him. You know, he'll get he'll get a win. Uh, but what's happened so far is is really incredible this year. I, I like it though. I mean, I like the parity. And, and, and as far as you know, manufacturers go, there's a lot of parity there too.
0: Yeah, a lot got to get those bills paid. A lot of different uh, different automakers get it done. But but Skeeter, we're about seven minutes till uh, we're done here. We're gonna have to get a, a drawing in going to have to do our giveaway, and then uh, we're also uh, going to have to close this thing out. So, man, thanks for calling in. Always fun talking to you. Hey, you all have a have a good evening. All right. You see do. you, man. See you. All right. Skeeter from Thornhill. Skeeter is always a, uh, a very good call and uh, always very insightful, uh, if you will. Carson, you going to draw it out there? I'm going to draw it out. Oh, man. Got a heavy load in there. Got a, yeah. got a gift pack that's got a Crest Bowling Lane gift card. Just one, and, uh, and and then we've got um, we got there. Let's see if we get the name. Got Dropsy. Dropsy is the winner. <laughs> got uh, you can see it on the screen. Dropsy is what we got on the back. Well, uh, they have won uh, a grind t shirt, a Crest Bowling Lane gift card, uh, some beard oil from uh, from Brothers Brim, which is a Smoky Mountain Axe House uh, owner. Tim Fry is a is a company that he also manages. Uh, there is uh, uh, East Tennessee Beef Jerky. There's some of that in there. There's wristbands, stickers, and a lot of grind swag to be had, and a nifty little drawstring bag. So, again, if you are listening to the show, like what you're hearing, swing on by the Party Pub uh, next week, because op- obviously Dropsy is one this week, uh, but get in on what the drawing looks like, what it can be, and ultimately uh, get on with uh, the with, uh, with getting some grind swag on the market, but uh, kind of want to close up here. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: We're two weeks in. I think it's yeah. a little
0: bit more polished today.
2: It it was it's been so much fun because I mean we've always wanted to do the live show and it's been it's been cool just sitting around talking, eating, and Carson, having a good time.
0: Carson gave me a French fry. I Feel like that was that that was, that was
2: a big moment right there. We get Chris the
0: almost gave me a wing, then I asked for a, a fried pickle and it got weird. <laughs> so he, he kind of cut me off, but and he's uh,
2: like, hey, yeah, we got to get through."
0: <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, Party Pub. You know, if you look behind us, it, it says Party Pub. We're here. We're live every Tuesday, five to seven. And uh, Brad and Lisa have taken care of us uh, the first two weeks, and I expect it to continue. But uh, a lot of things going on here at their new location in Midland Plaza, right off Calderwood. You can't miss it. It's just behind Regions Bank. Uh, They've got a lot of things. Tuesdays are ladies' night. Right after we we sign off here, there'll be karaoke in the front. Going to try to keep Carson out of that. Thursdays and Saturdays, dart tournaments here at the pub, just right here to our left. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays are karaoke, so three days of karaoke here at the pub. Great food. They can vouch for it here. I watched two two nice plates of food get devoured here in the last two hours. And if you want to call it in, just kind of stop by and get your, your order to go. 865-984-4251. 865-984-4251. Uh, Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville, Donna Cry is the sponsor here on the show and the one we uh, we kind of uh, plug here, donnacry.com is where you can check her out. She is the senior lender at Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville, and her number is 865-984-9948. Again, 865-984-9948. Uh, they can do all from conventional, uh, FHA veterans, THDA, USDA. And all other kind of loan types. But uh, DonnaCry.com is where you can check her out. Morgan in Investors Group in Maryville. Uh Tressa Leakwire with Realty Executive Group. I got her down as Honesty, Integrity, and Will Work for You. All of those things I can vouch for. Uh, she says from the kitchen table to the closing table, but she'll meet you anywhere in between. Give Tressa a call if you're interested in buying or selling your home. Uh, and you can give her a call, 865 221 5610, or check her out, Tressa. 35 at gmail.com. Smoky Mountain Axe House, also a great sponsor uh, for, for the grind. You can check them out, smokymountainaxe.com. Owner Tim Fry is a great local patron as he has many businesses and uh, and has done great work with Mission 22, uh, a big veteran affair uh, organization that helps those post um, post their service time and, and all the, the issues that may arise uh, from that. And J&J, Lawn services, James Butler and Crew, uh, there in Morristown, can take care of you. Uh, leaf removal, landscaping, mulching, the whole dynamic, even irrigation—he does it all. Uh, check him out: 423-231-9955. That's four two three two three one nine nine five five. But uh, Carson, Chris, uh, we've uh, we've had two hours. We've we've kind of grounded out. We've watched TV on three different TVs. Yeah, uh, we've ate. Uh, And we've had fun.
2: Had a great time. Uh, Yeah, this one was a good show for sure.
0: Chris, uh, again, even with your Ice Bears t-shirt, we were able to get through it.
2: Yep.
3: Go Ice Bears. Chilly, chilly. (laughs) Yep.
0: Uh, But, uh, again, congratulations to Dropsy uh, for for the win there on the swag pack for the grind. But, again, we'll be back next Tuesday, 5 to 7 p.m., right here at the Party Bub to grind it out. Each and every Tuesday, but thanks to Brad and Lisa for hosting us. Yeah, you like it, you, Carson, for hosting us. Uh, But until then, if you're on your way to work or leaving the pub, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.
1: WKVL eight fifty AM, Maryville, and WKVL one hundred point nine FM, Maryville.